Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from the Smut Studio in Venice Beach, California, with my co-host, filling in for Joe Prano, back again, killing the game. He needs no introduction, but I'm giving him a long one. The one and only, Tug Coker. Hello, Andy. How's good? Sultry a little bit. Yeah. A little sultry tonight. Maybe it's, it's been a long day for me. So It's always a long day. I mean, geez, when you have two kids... Three and one, every day is long. I'm up at four in the morning looking at nugs, looking at <laughs> nugs for my people because my kids won't sleep. They're just going to cry, so I'm going to get up and look at nugs, get better, thust. That's what I do. You've embraced it. I've totally embraced it. You've embraced the thusting. Full embraced. And you are very hard on me when I try to lack the thust. You say, Andy Ruther, thust. You and I have a, a very fun passionate text thread we do and we're always trying to get each other to thust yeah thusting on one another but, does that sound weird i don't know no no it doesn't thusting sound on top of one another but i feel like since th- i, I want to put this out there because the whole thus the process not trust thus the process is almost two years old we've had a lot of new listeners they probably say what the <laughs> yeah, hell does thust mean very fair just so you guys know it was a classic what we call rutherism I was trying to write trust the process on my classic dry, dry my white dry erase board. I say that three times real fast. My white dry erase board, and I wrote thust. I forgot the R, and Joe goes, "What's thus the process?" And there it was. Greatness was born. Greatness was born. In fact, fun fact: it's our most popular selling T-shirt at DirtySports.com. Thust the process. That's amazing. Which is also on the koozie. Which is incredible because really, because you have the Z-Walk, Zeke Walk, you have some other ones. Yeah. Um, but so, but other people might understand that one in the wild. You know what I mean? Other people out there might see yeah. a Zeke Walk and be like, oh, Zeke Elliott. But thus the process, almost almost no one's going to get it. It's like, a, it's, like a, it's like a fraternity handshake. It is. If so you see someone else wearing it and you understand it, it's like, I got you. Or what happens is when I wear the thus the process shirt in public... They are confused and think I bought a bad knockoff Philadelphia 76ers shirt. It's the or it's yeah, it's like when the uh, the the Nationals had the Natinals. Yeah, that's what happened. That's right. Oh, you got you got a mistake. Yeah, you made it. You made a goof. But then it turns into something. Turns into a. I'm telling you what. Let me tell you what. I'm I'm turning into something. Dipped into your fridge tonight. Oh boy. And um, by the way, I've been gone for about six eight weeks from the the Smut Studio. Yeah. It's been overhauled by Twerks. He's overtaking my fridge. He's overtaking it. There's only uh, hard kombuchas, two beers, and white claw. So I'm going to start off the evening with a black cherry, the best of all flavors. Now, Aaron claw. is currently in class. He's in law school tonight. He's class till nine at Pepperdine. I don't know if he'll be joining us, but I feel like his white claw sense just went off in class. He heard that crack <laughs> of the can tug. Yep. And his, his ears perked up, and he's excited. And he said, black cherry. <laughs> it's 
It's the best flavor. And he has hard kombucha, and then also, what's the other thing he has in there? Some. It looks like a Zima. I don't know like- what it is, but I'll say this. Um, it's my duty tonight as the official um, alcoholic beverage correspondent of yeah. Sports to sample everyone in the fridge. Oh, really? So that's what I'm going to do tonight. Well, please take them all because, again, he's overtaking my fridge. I don't with- want to take them. I just want to, ha- just to just enjoy them. But see, nobody else drinks those. If I have anybody else over, including Prano, nobody wants Aaron's stuff. It's very true. <laughs> like nobody. I thought I thought I was going to come celebrate, you know, uh, this couple hour experience and be with Twerks and like and you know, toast to a, a White Claw. He's not even here, so yeah, worthless. It's kind of depressing, isn't it? It is very, very depressing. You've turned into a millennial. <laughs> it's very true. Now, your kids are one in three. That's right. So can we let's project a little into the future? What are they going to be drinking by the time they are of legal age? It's, or- prob- it's going to be alcoholic oxygen bars. It's like, you know, the oxygen jars, just, it's just going to go right in the IV. Yeah. It's going to be instantaneous buzz right into the system. I might do that. I think you'd be back. You, you're, you're already doing it. You're already doing it in these float labs. Yeah. I haven't done float lab for a minute. You're not taking care of yourself right now? Well, I feel like I've been cheating on float lab with an actual therapist. And your mustache. What do you think of the stash? I love it. You like it. Thank yeah. you. Um, are you. Are you grooming? It's, it's got a little, it's got a little, uh, it's hanging over the lip a little bit. A little, yeah. dust, a little duster action. I got to groom it a little better. I got to talk to Prano about that. Although Prano's stash is so thick, man. Strong stash. Strong stash. We, I don't know if you know, we're, we're, the, we're the stash brothers now. I love it. Is, is, that, is that a shirt? Your face is on the Bash Brothers? <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Because I thought Bash Brothers, Prano went Splash Brothers, but I was like, no, the iconic one was Mark McGuire. They're on the police car. Dude, uh, we all have the great posters from the past, right? Yeah. The Bash, I had it in my room. Bash Brothers on the old, like, 80s-styled police car, bat over the shoulder. J. Lloyd, there's your work right there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We, um, we definitely need a Joe Prano, Andy Ruther over McGuire and Conseco. And is, is Joe cool with you kind of creeping into a stash territory? Is, is, is it more the merrier, or is there a little, I don't know, is there a little big brother, little brother Joe's, activity Joe's got to be cool with it, and he is, because his stash is so much better. Like Prano, That's true. That's, that's a great point. He's like... He's the alpha, dude. <laughs> I'm like the little, you know, I'm the little brother in this situation. Yeah, he's like petting your mustache, like, aw. Yeah. That's so cute. I mean, this is almost two months in the making. It's incredibly bad. This would be Joe's... Six days. Yeah. By the way, go see Joe if you want to check him out. He'll be in Tahoe this week, and then he heads back to New York. Uh, but in the meantime, we have this lovely gentleman on my left, Tug Coker, and we have a lot to talk about today. I'm fired up tonight. I walked into this my studio saying I'm excited about your rundown. Thank you. Yep. Let's, Let's start with a little NBA. I'm excited about it. I want your thoughts. I just want to jump into that because obviously I've shared my thoughts so far. What is going on in the mind of Tug Coker? We're about 13, 14, 15 games in, depending on the team. What are your initial thoughts on this 2019-2020 NBA season? Still very early, obviously. There are a few surprises, but I think the bigger stories to me are the teams that we thought were going to be good are good. Okay. By which I mean... Lakers, they're better than we thought, at least in my opinion. I agree. So, to see them starting out, whatever the record is, 13-2, and two, 
playing well, you know, showing cohesion between all these pieces. I mean, there's only like two, like there maybe two guys from last year's roster. I, I'm not exactly sure. Um, to so to see them play well is is a surprise to me. Um, obviously, my team they're currently on as we tape. The Celtics are playing another uh, good team in the West, the Clippers. The Celtics uh, rattled off a 10-game win streak. Yeah. I mean, that's another truth. The, like, the things that we hold true are true. What's what's true at the Celtics? Kyrie makes your team worse. I mean, it's just a fact at this point. The Celtics are so much more fun to watch. I agree. At, without Kyrie. They're, they won 10 in a row. They lost to the Kings by one. They, they beat the Suns, and now they're playing the Clippers on their West Coast trip. Kyrie is, uh, is, is sitting there right now at like... A sub-500 Nets team. Yeah. Celtics are currently up one within the, uh, as we, we wind down the third here. Um, but let's – Joe and I briefly mentioned that because I did have that on the rundown a couple days ago. We had such deep NFL talk. We didn't fully get into that. I do want to hammer that point home about Kyrie. Mm-hmm. Guys, it's now happened in Cleveland. It's now happened in Boston. And now, obviously, he's on the Nets. Guys, Kyrie is not making teams better. Again, in Cleveland, he didn't do anything until LeBron showed up. Boston, they got worse. We'll see what they can do in Brooklyn. Obviously, he doesn't have KD right now, but they're just a better... Well, it's, a, it's a game-changer situation when KD comes, and if, and if he's 80 85% of what he was, I mean, sure. that helps Kyrie tremendously. And, you know, as if, if, if the playoffs started today, they're in the playoffs. They're 6-8. and eight. The East is not nearly as good. Yeah, uh, as the West, but it's more about the addition by subtraction again that we saw with the Nationals winning the World Series, and now we're seeing the Celtics at uh, ten or eleven and two. So that that's a, and that's that's to me is a great uh, start to the NBA for the Celtics. Obviously, as a fan, the Bucks and well, one surprise is the Heat. I mean, the Heat the Heat were. Supposed to be good, yeah. But, but I think they're better than advertised. So that's a surprise. And the last two points I want to make um, are, and I, and I think this will make this is a shout out to Joe Prano, but the Rockets, yeah, the Rockets they they lost tonight to the Nuggets, a, a quality team. But I mean Harden and Westbrook showing abilities to work together, and Harden is playing out of his skull. Harden is ridiculous right now. What do you make of all these people who don't like Harden? Well, it, it, I, I, I can understand it. Because a lot of people don't like well, he's tough. Games. He's tough to, it is tough to watch at times. It's a lot of ISO. Um, he, he kind of manipulates yeah. referees to get free points. But I, I've said this before in the podcast here. If I'm teaching my young sons how to play basketball, I'm teaching them how to play similar to James Harden, which is make put pressure on referees – to call fouls and get free points. Get, yeah. get yourself 10, 12 free shots a night, shoot threes, and then go hard to the basket. I mean, that's that to me is modern NBA, and that's what I would – I think it's very smart. Yeah, I can see why people may be disgruntled by it, but you're right. It's it's smart basketball because it's clearly working. And what's – you know, and I, I'm a Westbrook guy. Like, some people – I again, talk about a polarizing figure. You talk about Harden. Westbrook's the same thing. People love him. People think he's a ball hog. I think he's one of the most fun people to watch. He's still a ball hog, for sure. But still, he's still. what's cool about watching him this year is he's getting a triple-double 
Um, and Harden is getting 39 a game. Like we're start, we're starting to see some help from him, and seeing like back to the the now when we see it again, what the the Thunder were able to get to Game Seven of Conference Finals, got to one Finals, so we've seen Westbrook get to that rarefied rarefied air before. That's the that's really the only thing we can judge him on. Like we know yeah. he can play well in the regular season. We're seeing wins. Can he do it in the playoffs? Um, but I'm happy for him. I'm happy. I'm happy. He obviously loves Harden, which is which is cool. When are they getting a State Farm commercial? I don't know. No one's talking. By the way, I, we're the only one. Are we the only ones talking about this? State Farm keeps running the old Chris Paul ones. Obviously, the ones that did not have James Harden. They keep doing the same old ones. When are we going to get a, a James Harden, Russell Westbrook? Well, because he, Chris Paul's a State Farm guy. You're never going to see those guys. Never? No. They got to do Geico or something then. Westbrook to me, does he do any ads? It's a good point. He doesn't do. I've never. I don't know if I've ever seen him do an ad. Yeah, he did. Maybe, uh, maybe like a print sp- sprite. Like, does he talk in it? Yeah. Okay. I know for sure he did sprite or one one of those. You're a big companies. sprite ad fan. Well, the thing is, I'm one of again. I'm one of the few who still has cable, so I see, I see a lot of stuff nobody sees. Spilling my white claw on myself. That's what happens. P- party time in here. Yeah. I got no kids for two hours, ready to talk some sports with Andy Ruther. But let's get to the big, to, to me, the biggest and most satisfying su- surprise, or not even surprise, confirmation to the start of the year. Our boy Luca. Donkic. Tug Nugs. Who wants some Tug Nugs? I do. It's like, it's like Mardi Gras in New Orleans. I'm just throwing Tug Nug necklaces out to people right now and i'm starting i don't care what sport it is i'm throwing nugs out and you can be fully clothed you don't need to be showing your breast either i'll do it though luca's 20 years old guys amazing he's 20 amazing tonight i did see this i'm ready for this one in the first quarter he went for 25 5 and 5 in the first quarter i didn't see that he's 20 years old He's the only player in to in one game score thirty points and have five assists while shooting ninety percent in the last twenty years. He's the youngest ever with consecutive thirty-five point triple doubles. He's averaged a triple double for his last ten games. The only people to ever do that are LeBron. Russell Wilson. Russell Westbrook. Freudian slip there. I know, exactly. We'll get to that later. LeBron. Russ Westbrook. Michael. Oscar Robertson. It's a good list to be on. A couple more for you. Ready? Uh, No one had ever done a triple-double in 25 or fewer minutes. He did that tonight. I did see that, Nug. And he's the only player currently in the top 10 in scoring. He's fourth, 29.5 points a game. He's 10th in rebounds, 10.7. And second in assists, 9.3. Amazing. My question to you is, is Luka Doncic the best player to ever play in the NBA? If you want to crown him, crown him. It's the greatest player. It's a great reference. Greatest player we've ever seen. 
Incredible start to your career. He's 20 years old. He already has the advantages of being a pro as a 16- and 17-year-old. Shows complete command of – I mean, they're 8-5. and five. Some, some, some pieces in Dallas. And you Well, 9-5 and five now. So 9-5. and five. Did you see what they did tonight? Yeah, they to destroyed, the Warriors? destroyed the Warriors. They won by 48. They, they won by 48 tonight. So they're 9-5, and five, and I was watching the game, and – I forget who was calling it. It was uh, Van Gundy and... That was actually on national television? It was. That's that's not... I should not be able... They need to start flexing the NBA. They, need they, to, they really need to start flexing the NBA. Hopefully they can do that. And by flexing, you mean they need to stop showing the Warriors on national TV. Well, it's just like you know the NFL on Sunday nights, right? They can yeah. flex those games. Yeah. They need to do that immediately. Yeah. Flex all the Warriors games out of there. They better start showing the Warriors G League games. Yeah. I mean... But they made a point now on the broadcast that... The Mavs are nine and five. The crazy part is two of those losses are to the Knicks. That's unbelievable. So, so the point is that's Porzingis just getting like some sort of cold feet or something. He's just get a little, little shrinkage. You know, the Knicks are probably going to have the worst record in the East. So, the Mavs are, dude. Luca was the third pick. How did that happen? That's the question I want to ask when you go over all these tug nuts. Happens all the time. I mean, it's but, a, but I thought I remember draft night. I just remember when he was drafted, they were like, "This guy's a sure thing." But my point was, I just remember the commentators specifically saying that about Luca. They weren't saying that about who? Who was it? Aiden first, DeAndre Aiden, yep. and then it was Bagley second. I believe that's or correct. That, or was yeah. that a different draft? I, I I don't know the answer to that. I can, let me look it up. Two thousand, what is it? Eight, eighteen draft. And then he was traded because he was drafted by the, the the Hawks. Yep. And they traded him for uh, Trey Young. Trey Young, who's having a great year. He's he's good, and he's improved a lot over last year too. He's improved a lot, and and I was suspect of but, Trey Young. However, they're not very good this year. But that's my point. Trey Young's having a great year. He's not Luca. It just sounds good to say, doesn't it? It's fun. Luca. Also, gorgeous mom. The guy's got a lot of things going. I think he's engaged already. I'm not a fan of that. Don't get engaged at 20, right? Get your whole career. You're absolutely right, by the way. DeAndre Ayton, Bagley. Ayton, you know what? Part of a Suns team that's currently seventh in the West. Then then Luca, then Jaron Jackson Jr., who's lucky right now to be playing with Ja Morant, who already looks great. And oh God! Like, listen, bro. Th- look, we all talked. We all talked about him last year. But ja. Andy, Andy, Joe, and I watched him play his first oh. round game last year, and we were basically saying we think you should take him over Zion. Like we think he's that good, and he's shown every bit to be really good right now. I watched him. that game Friday. Jazz, Grizz, bro. I posted a few things on social media. Some of the moves he does. This guy's a rookie. And I think it helps. You know, he played a few years in college. So, no, he didn't. Ja? No, he played one year. Ja played one? Am yeah. I wrong on that? He was in Zion's AAU team. I mean, let me check it. Let me, let me check it out. He only played one year? You sure about that? All right, Where'd he go? Moorhead State? No. I'm, not, I'm missing all this. No, he did not go to Moorhead well, Where'd State. he go? Ja Morant. Why am I forgetting where he went to school? Morgan State? Went to... Am I just making up schools? Yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> well, you looked that up. It's a Murray State. I mean, that was close. Moorhead, Mer- Morgan State, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Murray State. The Racers. Funny I know the nickname, but I didn't know the school. 
They're in Kentucky, right? Or Tennessee, one of those states. I think he played a couple years. You're, 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 listen, I stand corrected. He played two years. Okay. Yeah, I, th- I thought he did. So that, 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 that emboldens your point, that, um, that extra year. I'm saying he got a couple years under his yeah. belt. Fun to watch. Just smart, very athletic. This is what I love, Tug, all these discussions. You know what I love, especially when you bring up Luka? They said the mantle was being passed from LeBron to KD. And then they said, oh, no, 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 no. Now it's Giannis's. Dude, we don't know. That's what makes this exciting to me. You're talking about Luka being amazing. We're talking about Ja Morant. LeBron's having an amazing year himself. All these guys, Giannis, of course, is playing well again. Westbrook, Harden, who has the mantle? Nobody. And I, to, to me, that's what makes this year so fun to start, right? It's a great, it's a great year. A couple points on that to kind of curb it just a little bit. Obviously, the Warriors are a disaster. Now, you, I'm sure you and Joe have talked about this a little bit, but the Warriors are bad. The roster, they still have Draymond Green. They still have a couple. Like, is Steve Kerr's uh, legacy being destroyed? I 100% think so. Yeah. And I was kind of a defender. But what, but is it is it is it are they crazy like a fox in the sense that I don't know who the first round draft is going to be, but they're putting themselves in play to sort of rebuild very quickly for next year. I think this is the move through the Warriors. Lose every game. I think that's absolutely right. You come back, you have you have Steph, you have Clay, you have Draymond, and you add the number one pick, top, or number, top, top three. three pick. Yeah. Yeah, lose every game. Why are you Why are you trying to win a single game if you're the Golden State Warriors? Look at the West right now. Bottom of the West. Warriors, Spurs, Blazers. Those are three teams that you, you expect to be in, like, the hunt. I know. And then, you know, obviously I'm, you guys talked to Nazim about, you know, Carmelo, which is not, it's not, a, it's not a solve. No, not at all. And we got to talk a little Brand, Brandon Ingram. Yeah, I saw you, I saw you get a little uh, little heat on social media. Well, let's bring it up, you know, and I have no problem bringing the heat uh, or, or taking the heat, I should say. I have been very critical of Ingram during his stint with the Lakers. He was the number two overall pick. He played three years for the Lakers, and I kept saying he's not improving. He's not getting better. He's not worthy of the number two overall pick. I expect more out of my number two overall picks. Now, he's having a great year so far. Everything is up, and I mean up big time. Stats. I looked at his stats today after shout-out to A. Millie, dirtball from the Bayou. You almost you almost need, like, when A. Millie calls, you almost... he. I describe A. Millie as this. His voice, he sounds like, remember the rapper Paul Wall? Sure. A Cajun Paul Wall. Talk about T-shirt being, need to be made right now. <laughs> or keychain or something. Yeah, yeah, I'm a Cajun Paul Wall. But you know, he called me out. He came at me on Twitter, which, which uh, you know, I'm all for it. And I and I wasn't and I didn't deny it. I said, yeah, dude, he's he's turned the corner this year so far. But I will say this: they ain't winning games with him though. That's almost that. Look, look, I'm not I'm not downplaying that he hasn't turned the corner because he has. But they're currently five and nine right now. That's all I'm saying. But he's having a great year. Like I said, everything's up. I think he's averaging like 25 points a game. His three-point percentage is up. His rebounds are up. Assist. His shooting percentage. Free throw percentage. Everything is up. I will say this. You know, I agree with you. They need to win some ball games, But they are trending in the right direction. 
they kind of took on the chin the fact that Zion got hurt late in preseason. True. Had to figure out how to re- – because actually Zion looked really good in preseason. Getting you know getting twenty plus in preseason games, so they they lost their first four. The 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 four losses were the the Raptors who have, who have actually impressed. Nick Nurse is a really good coach, guys. Yeah, we, I, we agree. T- I, I agree. I agree. Tip of the cap to to Siakam for even getting better. I saw I saw he had a ten. He averages ten points more than he did last year. Pr- He's in the running for to be the most improved player. For the second year in a row. And by the way, Prano, I'm not trying to throw you under the bus because you're not here. You were very critical of Nurse in the finals, some of his timeouts, and some of the, where I defended Nurse myself. Yeah, and there's there there can be a difference for, from some in game coaching, but but he has his team ready to play. He does. Um, they beat those because everyone was like, it's a, it's a rebuild. Not at all. No. They, I, I watched. Four. I watched last Sunday night. Or no, not last Sunday night because we were doing. Uh, a live YouTube, which then turned into a live Periscope. The one before that, Lakers at home against the Raptors. Raptors worked them, dude, in L.A. Oh yeah, I liked, I enjoyed that game. Um, but but just to put a, a button on the Pelicans, lose their first four, lose eight of their first nine, and now have won four or six. So maybe they're maybe they're putting together to get Lonzo back to kind of be a you know. A, Stabilizing force. We need to find what Joe and I, if we made which is, it, which is hard to say with Alonzo Ball, but yeah, we need to find. I don't know if there was a bet or there wasn't a bet, and I don't know what it was. If it was twenty total between points and assists, I think I chickened out and didn't do it because I'll be curious to see if he get gets near that this year. I, I'm definitely still not sold on Alonzo Ball. The Ball family is just kind of a disaster. Well, isn't the the youngest brother, Leangelo? I saw this. It's just, it's just, it's just, it's like a top five prospect. That's what they're saying. That's what ESPN's saying. Yeah. So. Nobody wants the that. Middle, the middle brother must feel terrible. Like I'm L- just Lamelo. Yeah, Lamelo. Yeah, to- totally. Oh man, just uh, yeah. He's, he's the run. He's the he's the uh, Cooper Cup. He's the Cooper Ma- Manning <laughs> of the family. Yeah. What's Cooper Manning do? Do you know? I don't know. Insurance. <laughs> I don't know. He looks like he'd sell insurance. Absolutely, right? I think I think all three of them just go back and have like the 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 Manning Insurance Company. By the way, we're gonna get to a great call later in the show. I want it about a Manning. But to recap for me in the NBA, I think the storylines for me, and there's a bunch. I mean, this this is the power of the NFL, right? Because the NFL is still. The top, the top dog. Yeah. But it's a very exciting start to the NBA season. Yeah. But no one's really talking about it and won't because I, I think the official start of the NBA season is almost always Christmas Day. Yeah. Prano that's, always says that. That's my belief. And I yeah. I agree, agree with Joe. I feel you. But, but it's been fun. Knicks are, the Knicks are so bad. Joe. Poor Prano. Knicks are so bad. The Knicks are bad. The Giants are bad. The Mets hired Carlos Beltran. It's kind of a disaster. You know what? You, you know what? You know what? Cheer, you know what? I know cheer Joe up though. What's that? His amazing meats that both him and I got from Butcher Box. Mm. Yeah, you like to cook, don't you, Tug? I love to cook. Yeah, you're a healthy guy too, aren't you? Very healthy. Well, if you are like Tug, like myself, and like Joe, and you like to eat healthy and you like to eat organic, I am stoked about our new partnership with Butcher Box. And the truth is. 
I have been wanting to get them on board as a sponsor for a minute now because I had heard them a bunch on Joe Rogan. I'm just I'm just gonna be honest. I'm being transparent in the, in this ad read. And we got an amazing package sent our way. And I cooked some pork chops last week. And you can go to the mayor. You can find him. Go to him. I cooked some. I invited him up. And he's like, dude, this is so good. Because you know, the, the, the problem is, a lot of times, they'll just slap on, hey, this is organic. You don't know. You don't know if it's really organic. Butcher Box, it's legit. It's healthy and it's organic. And every month, they can ship you a curated selection of high-quality meat right to the house. Tug. They can send it right to you in Santa Monica. All meat is free of antibiotics and added hormones. Each box has 9 to 11 pounds of meat, enough for 24 individual meals. Sounds great for a family of four at this point. I'm, I'm listening to all of this. Well, guess what, Tug? Right now, you can get two pounds of ground beef and two packs of bacon completely free, plus $20 off your first box. Dirtballs, all you need to do is go to butcherbox.com forward slash dirty or use promo code dirty at checkout. So you have two options. That's butcherbox.com forward slash dirty or use promo code dirty at the checkout. Once again, that will give you two pounds of ground beef and two packets of bacon completely free and $20 off your first box. This is probably one of the better deals that we've ever had. Good, healthy Hormone-free, grass-fed meat. What? Like, 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 why would you not want this? Like Midwest, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to knock you a little because I'm from there. You guys are kind of gross. You eat unhealthy. If you want to get on a healthier train, get ahead of the 2020 New Year thing, go to butcherbox.com forward slash dirty. Sounds like a great holiday gift for someone's dad. There you have it. That's what it is. It's a perfect holiday gift. For your dad, or your brother, or your brother-in-law, or your sister. She sister. might, yeah. She just might like Look, me. I mean, you, you kind of joked about the organic thing, but like, that's a that's a really big deal. I mean, um, organic meat is is hard to find. Yeah, it's, it's quality stuff. And I and I personally spoke with people at Butcher Box before we did this ad, and there's some good people over there. That's amazing. And Aaron, I gave Aaron a bunch. Of, it, it was tough for me. I had to give up some of my meat to Aaron. Excuse but, me? Excuse me? But he also works free, so. That's true. <laughs> I was like, here, I can give you like a steak or two and some chicken. You have flooded my fridge with White Claw. <laughs> it's like a trade. I'm shocked that he hasn't just ditched class and come right over here. Well, it's, I'm glad you brought that up because let me just, it's, it's a new segment. So let's start it with a new beverage. Oh, Hold shit. On. What do you got here? Well, right now, this is all from the uh, Aaron bin. This is. Hard kombucha from Kyla. The hard, ruby uh, hard kombucha from Kyla. And what and what is the what is the brand? I'm sorry, what is the uh Kyla? No, pink. but I'm sorry, what is the oh it's it's a hint of pink grapefruit? It's a hint of pink grapefruit. So we're moving on to that. So what do we think about this? This taste? How's this? Oh, no. Not a fan. Well, give me some time with that one. That one's that one's now I'm drinking. I'm drinking Health Aid kombucha, pomegranate, no alcohol. I mean, so so you did abandon the Float Lab, but you're but you're still with kombucha. I didn't abandon Float Lab. Can't quit kombucha. Can't quit green tea. 
I didn't quit Float Lab. I just want to put that out there. I'm still enjoying my year's supply of green tea for the Cowboys knocking off Seahawks. Handy's Seattle Seahawks. Russell are, are, are they my team or I just love the Russell, Russ. The fighting Russell Wilsons. Yeah. But I'm, I'm looking forward to another bet. I'm about a month away, guys. In uh, December, uh, the last couple of years, I've been giving out uh, some really uh, some, some prognostication that has, that has helped us make some money. In December, I'll be giving out the Super Bowl winner, Super Bowl final, Super Bowl finalists. If you guys know me, um, you guys heard me here give out the Washington Nationals about a month before the World Series started. I gave out Virginia in January of last year, and I gave out the Raptors-Warriors final. I've had an amazing year you in have. sports. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to button this year in December by picking the, the Super Bowl champion and the Super Bowl runner-up. Well, good luck because you're Thank gonna you. have to contest with the Ruther curse, <laughs> and I'm kind of undefeated with that. Well, no, you you tried to you tried to stop the Nationals right from winning. I thought I thought the Nationals broke the curse. I did say that they there was no chance the Astros would win. So, oh, that, so they did break the curse. They did break the curse. Yeah, yeah, it's a good but, point. But but even more than that, it was just the uh, behavior behind the scenes of the Astros that might have karma. Karma might have beaten the Astros. Yeah. What a wild story, huh? Incredible. And it's not over yet, so I'm sure more, more things will be unearthed. I, I mean, it's it's like, you know, Joe and I are talking about, like, we're talking like Chicago White Sox 1919 World Series level. I, I see it more as like... Uh, um, I mean, it's bad, dude. I don't know. I see it more as maybe a Spygate. Spygate kind of blew over. We're, People, down, we're down like whole seasons and stuff, though, man. I know. I don't know. We'll find out. Yeah, I, it, like the the cheating is so relative from from sport to sport. I mean, you know, PEDs in baseball are they'll ban you. You have no chance at the Hall of Fame. NFL does not does not care. <laughs> That's a good point. You know, they just don't care. Yeah, the NBA. I think they actually, they, the NBA might be the only. Uh, organization that announces what drug got people banned but i don't think it bothers them either it's just weird you want to talk a little college football here for a minute sure we never talk college football you're here no just just some college sports news i i want to i want to say fans need to stop being so crazy because this one hit home for me i texted you in prano my fellow St. Xavier alumni, as I've said, Sean Clifford is the starting quarterback for Penn State. He's in his first year as a starter. He's having a really good year. He's a redshirt sophomore. He's second in the Big Ten in yards. He's thrown 22 touchdowns and six interceptions, and I believe he's rushed for another five or six. Right? He had a terrible game against Minnesota. They lose by three touchdowns. I'm sorry, he throws three interceptions. He's getting death threats on social media. Like, I, I, the reason I bring this up, talking, it's more of like a where we're at as a society. Like, where are we at when a college kid, again, who's having a, he's literally leading, I believe, he's leading the Big Ten quarterbacks in total yards per game, an average of total yards per game. So he's having a great year. You have one bad game, your team loses. What kind of person then goes on Twitter and Instagram to send death threats? To a nineteen or twenty year old kid, like are, like are, are we this far removed from reality 
or just being nice to people or like, I'm just trying to understand what the hell is wrong with people I, I mean I'm not gonna be the person that's trying to defend the people that do that so I, I don't know it's it's very sad I mean I, I've said this before and I've said this on the show many times I find it harder and harder I mean, there's obviously people come kind of there's constantly new fans of sports and people being 20s 18 going to college you know people constantly coming into that those years i see your passion but people move out of that people phase out of that age yeah the fact that you let like you said an 18 year old influence your life it's it's, it's ridiculous what's wrong with you yeah i but to me that you're right you hit on like that's the bigger thing here is like i see this story and i'm sure guys get death threats all the time and i'm not trying to minimize that either i'm just saying the thought of like a dude has a bad game and he's 20 years old, and that's all you have. Like, all you have is Penn State football. And I'll second it with this. How many of those people, I'm just guessing, how many of those people defended all the shit that went down with molesting kids? How many of those people who go at a 20-year-old for throwing three interceptions were like, we didn't do anything, you know, Joe Paul was, you know, he didn't do nothing. I have a feeling... I have no evidence to back it up, but I have a feeling there's a big crossover of people who send hate tweets to a 20-year-old who also defended years of child rape and molestation. I, I, just, I just don't get it, because I'm glad you bring that up as far as investing so much into a kid. You're a kid, man. Remember how you were at 19 and 20? 100%. Like you're just a kid, dude. I was making bad, dude. I was literally making bad decisions up until my brain got bashed in five years ago. Like that's how dumb I was. And you've still made a couple decisions post brain bashing <laughs> that I've witnessed. This is true too. But, but sports, to me, uh, that's what's so interesting about sports. And I'm not immune to that either, which is we root for. Clothing, as I think which comedian said that, maybe Jerry Seinfeld, I can't remember who said that. But like, f- I, like people have politics. Like, I, I'm like, I don't want to get pol- political on this show. Yeah. But people ha- are like polarized about the, 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 where we are in America. Like, you know, whether you're, you know, Republican or Democrat or whatever. And then, you know, the, 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 the liberals are very upset at Republicans or Republicans are upset at liberals. And then, yeah, like like a nationals, the nationals win and go to the White House, and people cringe at that. But they still root for the team. Like th- there's this, it's so muddy. Yeah, it's just very muddy when people are like, you know, I, I don't like anything that that. I don't like anything that like that that side of the aisle says, and then someone from that side of the aisle is on my team, and but I, I let it go because I want to root for the team. Yeah, it's very weird. It is. We, we have weird ways of thinking, like or, you know. I don't want to throw Joe Mixon under the bus, but Joe Mixon's rehabilitating his um, image. After after jacking that girl, Sp- sparkling image now as a professional, but he still has that legacy. And people are like, I mean, I, it's just a fu- how do you? It, they're living their lives in public, so how do you like? Are you able to move on, or is he always that guy? You know, are they allowed to grow and evolve, or do you always see him as that twenty-year-old kid who had that terrible, horrific moment? Yeah. 
Um, and then you. And say, even that, didn't she call him a racial slur? I can't. I I, I don't want to get into the details. I just saw what th- there's the videotape, and I'm, I don't mean even me mean to be putting Joe on blast. It's more about the idea that like people have he, people have issues. Yeah. But do we let that slide because we root for that team and we need that team to win, or are we willing to willing to say, look, I'm go- I'm not going to support that franchise because they support something that I don't agree with. But it's if also, that makes sense. No, it makes complete sense. But I think a lot of this is also, you know, I'm always interested in what goes on in the human mind and the psychology of things. I, I think like this, these types of stories just shine that light on the problems that people have with themselves are just reflecting it by going on these these Twitter binges about a sport at the end of the day. I'll give myself this, and I think it's because I think I think you know what's helped me over the years is that I come from a city where the sports have been terrible. So I've become so desensitized because the Reds have been bad for so long and we all know my situation with the Cincinnati Bengals that it's basically, I'm not as invested, right? The, the one that's messed with me the most maybe mentally has been Xavier. Like, like because a couple they've been close a couple years, right, to the Final Four. And a couple years ago when they made it to the Elite Eight and they got just boat raced by Gonzaga, I was going to go to the Final Four because it was in Arizona had they made it. And I just remember, I needed to, I, like, I remember that night, I went on like an hour walk on the beach after, like, after they lost a day later. And I'm like, what is wrong with you? Like, you're, you need to decompress for an hour long walk because college kids lost a basketball game? Yeah. Like, sports do, they do crazy things to our mind. I just think it's, it's good. And, and by the way, it's not necessarily always bad. I just think it's good to have some sort of, would the word be like levity or just some sort of understanding of the situation that it's just a game. My dad used to always say that to me. I will never forget that. I remember crying as a fucking kid, crying over the Reds or the Bengals when I was like seven. And my dad just being like, it's just a game, man. I definitely cried when you know Weber called the timeout. Cried in my basement, I remember. But I think it's also because people... Most of a lot of fans of sports played sports at some point, yeah. whether it was like little league or whatever. And we all realized, like, none of us appreciated process. We all we all wanted result. And so, when we struck out, we cried or whatever. I'd, at least I did, you know. And it just stuck, the, the, and you sort of translate that emotion into the to. To whoever who you're rooting for, somehow. Do you remember specifically your last competitive? For you, it would have been basketball, right? In college, yeah. Like your last game where you knew, this is the last time I'm ever going to put on a uniform in, you know, a organized competitive way. Well, college basketball is a little different for me because I didn't think my career was going to end when I was a freshman. I thought I was going to play more. Okay, yeah. But but high school, I do remember my last game and. Um, it was like a disappointing game. It was like the uh, divisional finals or whatever. I think I only had like 10 points. But like, yeah, I mean, I just became invested. You, it, you just you just feel those feelings and somehow you just kind of project those. It's like you, you cared so much about that. What can I, I'm going to care about this thing just as much. I mean, we're just speculating yeah. about why this happens. But it's one thing I'm going to teach my kids. If I can teach my kids anything in my life, it's like understand 
the process. It's thust. It's thust. It's understand the process. I'm just I'm picturing your kids. Don't worry about the results. I'm picturing your kids with like baby thust the process shirts. <laughs> I'm gonna get them now because they're the hottest seller. They're the, they're the number one seller. But but also real quick to kind of wrap up the discussion on fans. This is our and, philosophical. I like it of though. I like it, but but it's also losing is good. That's what I've learned, especially in the last couple of years, and especially on a lot of the books I've read. You you don't become better as a person unless you get dumped, unless you lose a game, unless you don't get the job, right? Doesn't it make you work harder? Doesn't it make you strive for something it's else? It's true. You know, I will say this. You and I, and I don't mean this as a joke, you and I have a very unique relationship to losing because you and I lose all the time. Yeah. We lose all the time. <laughs> I lose so much. I go in for auditions, lose them. Yeah, you go in look asking for you know for whatever, get you know whether whether it's ads or whether it's trying to get stand up spots or whatever. We're just kind of I think we ha- we have to manually because we lose so much we be- we've become we've trained ourselves. Oh yeah, to understand how that how it can help us and and we have to understand like the big picture or otherwise we will it'll kill us. Well, that that's what you've instilled in me so big. Tug always speaks big picture, and you have to look big picture. You just have to, because you're right. There's so much rejection, especially in the field we're in, and it's it's just a grind. It's just a thust. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'll be ready to move on, but I've said that I've said this, and you know, this has been one of the hardest years of my professional life. Like as a person who's, so I've, I've come close on a lot of things. I've kind of, you know, still working. I, you know, just just a little bit. You know, you guys have been know me a little bit. I have a show that I made called Now We're Talking. That I've had, I've had an offer to put the show on a platform for almost a year, and it's still being hung up by people that aren't affiliated with the show. It's out of my control, and that's one of the frustrations of the show. And that's like you just—it's just like this business is crazy. And I think that's—it's funny how we talked about sports. We translated to this, but uh, you better get good at um, understanding that losses don't kill you yeah no but you're right it's true though it's all connected the the personal stuff with sports and maybe that's what you know to to, to pull it back to your your friend you know the guy at penn state or or these professional athletes they see wins and losses differently than us like the or or like the the average person because they do lose yeah you know most people have job you know jobs and they or school and they don't like they just go to school and go to jobs these guys lose and they realize it's not the end of the world because they have another opportunity next week or whatever. But anyway, this is a quite a this is quite a digression. It's good, healthy. Hey man, this is what it's all about. This is why I love podcasting. You you go where you go, right? You go where you go. We're not stuck in some. 22-minute soundbite where Skip Bayless, oh, my God, did you hear what he said? Now Shannon's got to come back with something even crazier. Don't even get me started on that stuff, even though I'm getting myself started. <laughs> I just, I just, I just, you know, I, I've, I've really gotten to like Robert Latow from Black Sports Online, and obviously I've gotten to know him, and uh, hopefully he'll be coming back on the show. Actually, I, I texted him. He, he's on his honeymoon, which, which is a whole other discussion because – Joe and I were laughing today. I took Joe to the airport uh, with his girl, and uh, we, we were saying, with Robert on his honeymoon, it should be like, 
white sports online takeover. Andy Ruther's writing the crazy headlines. Uh, but back to what I was about to say about Robert is I've really gotten to like him and I've really gotten to uh, like his viewpoint. And he posted something great, though, breaking down how ESPN was handling the Colin Kaepernick thing as far as Skip Bayless and Max Kellerman. And I just thought it was he was writing some very insightful tweets of just and we're all part of the problem too in, in sports media and the viewers and basically how it's all scripted. Like his point was basically like, and I know you love sports media. Okay, Max Kellerman's going to be the guy. I'm going to take this side, you take the yeah. other side. And it's going to be interesting because Stephen A's black and he's not defending the black man and Max Kellerman's white and he's defending the white man. And it's like, that's not what you and I are doing right now. That's not what long-form podcasts that don't have everything overly produced in segments. Like, we're just two dudes talking about stuff. And I think that's what's so great about podcasting. That's why, like, anybody who... Li- I don't know how... I'll be honest. I'll just say it. I don't know how you could be a fan of our show and then also watch that at the same time. I just don't. Because to me, that's fantasy land. And this is like, hey, let's have some real conversations about sports. And... It, it's also a microcosm of what's going on in politics and just news and media in general, right? And I just think that, like, when I see that stuff, I'm just like, this isn't real, you know? Yeah. Th- this this is just, I don't know. I, I'm, dig- I'm digressing, too, as well. It's a double digression. <laughs> um. well, do we want to jump into NFL now? No, I haven't mentioned the James Wiseman thing. He can play after 11 more games. For Memphis, I don't know how closely you've been following. I, I followed. I did a little research today because I saw it on the rundown. What I, what I thought was interesting is two things. One, the title odds in Vegas. Yes, for I'm, Memphis improved. Tugnug, Tugnug improved today. He gets suspended. Their chances of winning uh, the odds improve from forty to one to twenty to one. Missing because he he's he's, Cause he's not missing the whole season. He's missing 11 games. That's right. He'll still be eligible to come back at the beginning of the year, basically. The other nugget I thought was interesting is that they're asking him to pay the money back. They're asking him to pay the some $11,000 back, to which I saw some tweets that said, is James Wiseman being fined? Oh, yeah. Like, I even, I even made a joke on Dirty Sports. Yeah. I've never seen this. So if you guys aren't following this, the NCAA is saying that he owes, like Tug is saying, $11,500. You're going to force a college kid who technically can't work because he's, let's put in air quotes, student athlete. How is he supposed to get the $11,500 to repay or give to a charity of his choice? (laughs) I mean, this is probably one of the most bizarre things I've ever seen. Very bizarre. Everybody, the NCAA is is so interesting because I saw at the time they were the number two trend in America was the phrase the NCAA. So everybody's going off, and I start you know when something's trending, I'm seeing what people say. I'll ask you this, Doug, and I thought this to myself: Is the NCAA one of the very few things where you can get people from all sides to agree on that they hate? I mean, what else can you name in sports? I'm being serious. What else can you name? It's so unified. How can they be so tone deaf if 95% of the people out there, and it's probably more, hate you? 
How can you be so, so tone deaf on how you run and operate an organization? Literally, if everyone hates you, you're not doing something right. Name something else in sports where you have a unified distaste for. The New England Patriots. But but you don't. You're joking, right? No, I'm totally joking. Okay. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Could you name anything? NFL refs right now, maybe? Yeah, I mean, not off the top of my head. The ref, the ref, I mean, refs are sort of a unifier in all sports. That's that's a fair point. But but it's something like the NCAA, which is just trying to, like, which which their, 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 their governing ideas don't even make sense. Yeah. Like, they just don't even make logical sense. That's what I'm saying. Sense. So. it's That's what I'm saying. It's like we've now reached this point where, guys, everybody, like, how could you, if how could you just go into work? Even even take someone like Trump, right? Trump has like the worst approval ratings in the history as a president. He still has like there's like still forty five percent of the people who love Trump. So my point is, he is a polarizing figure. He doesn't come close. If you are what is his name, Mark Emmert, the NCAA president. Yeah. yeah. If you go to work every day, at the NCAA headquarters. Where is it? Is it Indianapolis or Kansas City? It's one of those cities. If you go to work, dude, you know everybody hates you, but you're going to continue to run antiquated and just ridiculous policies like this. It, it, are they are they never doing any interviews? Like no one's asking these guys questions on this stuff. The sad part is, I mean, there's a lot of guys, you know, there's a lot of dirt balls that are in college and just graduating college. Like college goes by very fast and these kids are just these guys james wiseman may become a big time pro but like you only get so many times to play college basketball and this this is <laughs> you know he's going to be in it for half a year and he's done like it doesn't you know it just it, it's you're sucking out the spirit i know of college basketball i agree man well it's time for a little nfl talk tug coker that's why we're all here. We're here for everything. Hold on, hold on. By, by the way, the YouTube comments are pretty funny. Are they? You want, want to do? Want to read some while I um while I go get my new dr- my new drink for you, the new segment? Yeah, yeah. You have you have to uh, grab that last drink because of our philosophical discussion. Let me hop in here. Uh, this is pretty funny. Nick D'Alessandro, our amazing video editor, writes this. Welcome to welcome to the social commentary sports podcast. <laughs> that is very funny. Uh, my boy Chad Cutter. Um, I, I think did he write one earlier? Oh yeah, is this Dent Report or is this Dirty Sports? I love it. I I love that we can you know. You can always edit that section out. No, no way. Now let's before before we get to week twelve NFL. First of all, the third the third segment drink of the night is Pura Still, spiked still water, blackberry flavor, four and a half percent alcohol. Let's have a little sip of that. Oh, it's still. That's 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 a that's a very unusual drink. So I should, I should have read the name. It's just, so describe it for me. It's just flavored water with 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 booze in it. Still water though. So like it's not t- sparkling. Tap water. No. Looks like we got a little overtime. Overtime. Celtics blew it. 
You want me to keep it on for overtime? No, no. Okay. You're a focused individual, Tug. I, pr- I appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, we have Week 12 NFL picks, guys, and uh, Joe is not here. He will make his picks after he sees Tug in my picks. I don't know if you know this, Tug, but Joe is six points behind me. Mm-hmm. I have been in the lead now for 10, I believe, nine or 10 consecutive weeks on Joe. He's got to make a – he made a move a few weeks ago. He gained four points and lost those back right next week. Does anyone know in the YouTube comments, or maybe you you know, Andy, how, how is Joe doing this year with his YouTube three locks of the week? His Instagram. His, I'm sorry, his, excuse me, his Instagram. I don't know. That's a good question. But I do know he got an edge. Oh, I, I want an edge. Well, you got to start working, or I should say you got to sign up for our guys at GTP Picks. Mm. And as we know, GTP Picks is the official sponsor of – our weekly NFL picks. Guys, today's sports, I've started to read this, but I'm going to skip that part. They, they, they know what I'm doing. I was going to say, today's sports betting is brought to you. I just read that. I just said that. I'm repeating myself. Sorry, I'm, I'm tripping on my words. Guys, GTP Picks utilizes real-time statistics and analytics to give their clients an edge over the sports books. This will help guys like you, Tug. They offer exclusive sports betting plays for all major sports that have been profitable Year after year, any subscription, Dirtballs, from GTP Picks gets you exclusive access to professional sports betting, picks with detailed write-ups sent directly to your email, as well as 24-7 access to the GTP Picks teams for all things sports betting. And basically what they're saying with this is, if you have a question, you can DM GTP Picks on Twitter, Instagram, and they always respond. And uh, over the last 30 days... Their GTP picks, all sports packages, totaled 32 units of profit. This means if you've done $100 per play betters, would have cashed out at $3,200 over the last 30 days. And here's the best part about GTP picks. They are now doing a contest. I spoke with them today on the phone. They're doing a contest. They're giving away $100 to any dirt ball who can go a perfect 5-for-5 five five against the spread during Week 12 of the NFL action this weekend so any contestants who finish five and zero will get the choice of either a hundred dollars cash straight cash homie as randy moss says or two hundred dollars credits towards a gtp picks package subscription so visit gtppicks.com and enter your five picks for sunday uh, before sunday i'm sorry at 10 a.m pacific time 1 p.m eastern standard time so basically guys if you haven't signed up for gtp picks i don't know why Secondly, this is a free contest. You should definitely do this. Just go to gtppicks.com. You pick five games, Tug. If you get them all right, you either get straight cash, homie, or $200 towards credits. If you like making money while watching sports, investing with GTP Picks is a no-brainer. Once again, Dirtballs, that's gtppicks.com. I'm going to get in that pool, the contest. I knew you would. I'm in. I hope that people use the picks I'm going to give out tonight. To get yourself some money. You got a little cheat sheet over there, don't you? I do have a cheat sheet. I'm full of tug nugs tonight. I will say this. I just, um, I'm watching the game as you speak, uh, uh, the Celtics game, and um, Brad Stevens has got a technical foul. Do you want me to put the game on, Tug? No, I don't. I'm going to watch it. But you're going to watch it on your phone? I'm just going to peek in until maybe there's a minute left and we'll we'll figure it out. Okay. Well, uh, how are you doing this year on your picks? I think I'm doing okay, actually. Having a pretty good year. Um, 
Are you are you are you itching to go back to Vegas? I am. I knew it. I'm looking at like around a December eighth. I knew visit. I I knew it. So for any of you dirtballs out there who want to go to Vegas, I'm I'm it's not a hundred percent, but I'm looking to lock in December eighth. Watching some football. We'll go to any casino. Have a great time. Where are you staying? I don't know yet. That's you, the, you, you know me. You're gonna hit. You're gonna I'll hit, figure it out. You're gonna hit up that old Rio, bro. <laughs> oh, Rio. Me and you love the Can't Rio. Can't quit you, Rio. It's just so cheap. I loved it. It's a big room. All um, right, Tug. Let's get to these picks. Let's do it. Thursday night, big game for the AFC South. The Colts travel to Houston to face the Texans, where they are three and a half point underdogs. Yes. Who do you like and why? I like the Texans in this game. Okay. I'm a Jacoby Brissett stan. Oh, you're a stan now. As everyone knows, I I fly the flag of Jacoby Brissett. I, I like what he's doing. I like the Colts. I love Frank Reich. I, I, I like this team. I, I'm sorry that Joe is so against Jacoby Brissett, even though he was a backup to start the year. And they have, I believe, six wins. Six and four. They're currently in first place. With a bad loss to the Dolphins, which in which he did not play. And which, a bad loss to the Steelers, in which he was taken out in the second quarter. Which we both agree how they bounced back and played last week and ran away with the game only helps the the. Jacoby Brissett argument. No, I agree. They, they did. Granted, they did run the ball a lot, and, and Marlon Mack played oh, yeah. well. Oh yeah, true. He only threw for 148 yards. But but like that's my my point is just win the game. Yeah, they, they could have done that with the Dolphins. They didn't win the game. So, well, he's however, got, however, however, Mac, however, as, as, Mac, as, as, Mac as, is out. He, he is. Is he officially out? Broken. Oh hand. yeah, broken hand. So it's in, it's indefinite time. However, as your boy Stephen A. Smith loves to say, to me it feels like a perception game. And granted, I'm saying all of this. I might change it tomorrow, guys. So fo- follow me on Twitter at Tug Coker for any changes I might make. Great plug. Thank you. But Texans got destroyed. Yeah. Against the Ravens. Everyone is. Everyone's getting destroyed by our boy Lamar. Colts look good. Colts, Jacoby had four touchdowns against the Texans the last time that they played. I feel like even though I have Jacoby in a two-quarterback league, fantasy-wise, this game will be an ugly, low-scoring game, and the Texans will cover. Ooh, okay. I am going to have to agree with you, and I think... Shoot. I think Mac being out, and I think he might be out for the year, is no bueno for them. And it will also show, hey, man, you got to do more, Jacoby. You got to earn that. What, do you get $30 million for two years? I believe it was $15 million a year. That's right. Got to earn that money. I don't think Mac is that big a deal. You don't? No, I don't. They have some committee guys, um, Wilkins and Hines, that can come in and kind of like do what he does as a composite. Um, and plus, I, believe, I just think Frank Reich is – too good of a coach. He's a good coach. Just a great coach. So, but I just feel like this is a revenge game. Um, the hook might be inter- the hook might be. You may want to buy that hook get it to get it down to three, but 
Oh, oh, I do have a stat really fast, actually. Um, that, <laughs> a little tug nug for all of us out there. Tug nug. Let's see if I can find it. This is this is hilarious. This is the Bill O'Brien is terrible stat. This comes from a uh, Warren Sharp at Sharp Football, who's a great follow. He's a good follow. Stats. Yeah, yeah. This year, after the Texans bust out a ten-plus yard run. When Bill O'Brien follows with another run for the same running back, 33% success and three yards per carry. When he calls a fresh run with a fresh running back, he has 63% success and 12.5 yards per carry. He's been following this for the past few years. Bill O'Brien apparently has a habit of getting a chunk play from a running back and keeping him in the game. When he's exhausted. To run right back into the line, <laughs> the back of a lineman. So there you go. Bill O'Brien. Nobody loves him. Nobody loves him. Maybe he's the unifier that the NCAA is. Yeah. No, I'm sure some people in Texas defend him. That's true. All right. My boy, Jameis Winston, travels to Atlanta where the Bucks are four and a half dogs. And... I kind of my sentiments on this game are very similar to what Joe was saying last week. Of like this is a game where I think the Bucks are going to cover, but it's just tough for me to root for them to cover. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because of everything that's happened with Joe, myself, uh, the Bucks, the Bucks organization, people on Twitter, and and uh, by the way, talk. We haven't really gotten your take on all this. The amount of Jameis defenders that are still out there. If I see one more person compare. Peyton Manning's turnovers versus Jameis Winston the first few years. Talk about a cherry pick stat. Cool. Cool. Let's do that, guys. For everyone out there who wants to bring that up. Peyton Manning had this many interceptions. Let's compare. Because it's a good comparison. They were both drafted number one overall, right? So they both were drafted to terrible teams. Yeah. Peyton Manning won 13 games by a second year. So, so if you don't think it's not just about, and I've always said this, it's not always just about the interceptions. That's one of the many stats. But if you don't think Peyton Manning completely tur- turned around and changed that organization, then you're an idiot, because he did. The proof is in the wins. By year two, they won 13 games. Jameis doesn't elevate his teammates, and that's my problem. And by the way, he's got some good goddamn receivers. I mean, he's elevated Godwin and Mike Evans into... Both being top twelve fantasy wide receivers, so but they but it's because they have to chuck all the time, but because they're behind all the time. They also, at least Evans, he put up great numbers when he had Fitz too. It's true. I, I just uh, again again, look, dude. I'm not gonna say much more about it. I'll settle it more on Twitter when he messes up and I screenshot everything and put it out there because I love doing that. Guys, at the end of the day. Your organization is not getting better under Jameis. Plain and simple. With that being said, I think the Bucks cover. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You know what? And I, I want to go. I want to go Bucks as well. But for the sake of fun and entertainment, I'm going to go Falcons. And I'm going to point a finger right at the uh, reignited, the newly impassioned 
Atlanta Falcons defense. They've been fun to watch the last two weeks. They've been flying around. I have a little nug about the Falcons defense. Again from Warren Sharp. So if you want us to t- borrow some of my nugs direct from the source, just go to Warren Sharp. But he says, what's the biggest change in the Falcons' defensive turnaround? Well, what? Dan Quinn, the head coach, turned over defensive play calling. So linebacker coach Jeff Ulbrich now calls first and second down defense. And get this name. A little blast from the past. You ready? Assistant Raheem Morris Ooh. is now calling third down and two-minute defense. Former Tampa Bay Buck? That's correct. Is there a motivational angle here? I think so. Raheem Morris never lets it go. He wants to destroy the Buccaneers, and he'll do so. That's a deep, that's a, that's a deep tug nug that's cut. Deep tug nug. It's a deep tug nug. That's no, a deep tug nug cut. <laughs> See, it's even beyond the tug nug. It is. Okay, the Broncos travel to Buffalo where the Bills are four-point favorites. This game, I just don't know what to do. The Broncos are in every single game, and then they lose. They blew a 20-point halftime lead last week to the Vikings. But at some point, I feel like your team's psyche is just broken, right, Tug? Like, at some point, can they just continue to be in games that they're going to lose? Or do they just suddenly give up? Is that this week against the Bills? I don't know. Well, tell me. I... Uh... I, I I don't have numbers on it. I feel like the Bills... I, mm, I feel like they're not covering at home. I could be completely wrong. I haven't looked at all. Um, I'm going Bills. I feel like this is the week that just... They give up. I'm going to go Broncos. I'm glad you went Bills because... I I hear what you're saying. Is the morale killed? However, they're, they're starting a young quarterback... One of the Allen brothers. One of the Allen brothers. They have a pretty young offensive team. Yeah. Lindsey, Cortland Sutton. Is he still living at home, by the way? I'm not sure. Fant. So my, my point is, they're losing close games, but they've covered a bunch of games in a row. Yeah. I think that, that cover continues. Okay. While the market has not caught up to the Broncos being a much better team than we think they are. I agree. The record they, is... They, they are... They are they're several points away from almost being 500, if not having a winning record. Yeah, we we watched in uh, in Vegas. They they blew, blew a lead to Jacksonville. They got Minshewed. They got Kirk Cousined last week. You know, so there's several games they could have had back. So I'm going to ride the Broncos train until the wheels fall off. Broncos. Alrighty. Giants, Bears in Chicago. The Bears are six point favorites. I mean, this is just a game where it just comes down to points. The Bears cannot score points. They just can't score points. Now, they're going against a terrible... The, the Giants have a terrible off... Or, I'm sorry, defense. The Giants' defense is terrible. If this is a week that they score points, it's got to be this week, right? I still think the spread's too big. What's what's the deal? Is Trubisky hurt? Was that all fake? The end of the Rams game? I don't know. It's a great question. I don't know... The problem is the Giants also can't block. Now I might take that that pick back. Well, they can block. They just can't tackle. 
Um, they started the year as one of the most efficient running offenses in the league. I bet. I think it's when I'm maybe I'm sitting in Joe's seat. I think every time I've been here, I bet uh, on the Giants. I'm just going to go against it just on protocol and say the Bears open up a can of worms or a whoop ass. What is that saying? Open up a can of whoop ass. Yeah. Can of worms. That's wrong. Bears minus whatever that number is. Six. All right, you're going Bears. I'm going to go Giants. And the Giants burn me a lot, but I'm just going to do it. All right, the Steelers travel to Cincinnati. They are six-and-a-half-point favorites. There's some unwatchable games this weekend. Oh, yeah. I mean, Bears, Giants, Steelers, Bengals, even Bucks, falcons No, the Bucks falcons one will be interesting. It's fine. St- Dolphins, Browns? Yeah. I yes, I mean. There's some bad games. Raiders, Jets. Lions, Redskins? Oh, my God. Guess what? There's only two 4 o'clock games this weekend. Cowboys-Patriots, the best game on the slate, and then Jags-Titans. Who cares? I guess the Seahawks-Eagles is the primetime 10 a.m. game. But, man, there's some terrible games this weekend. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so the Steelers, who just talk about a bad offense, too, right now. Like Mason Rudolph, Mr. Whack-A-Mole. Six-and-a-half-point favorites on the road in Cincinnati. What do you think? What's what's your you go first this time? What's what's Tug Coker thinking over there? My gut is, no matter how bad the Steelers are, the public is going to back the Steelers against the Bengals. The Bengals just lost to the Raiders. They covered though. Did cover. If the Raiders, what was what was that line? Eleven and a half. It's big. Ten and a half, maybe. It was ten and a half. If, if if a neutral game is six points, six six point swing, they're saying the Steelers would be minus twelve and a half at home against the Bengals. Are the Steelers a better team than the Raiders? I don't know, but to me that screams value. I'm going to take the Bengals in this game. Your head, your head is where my head's at. That's not good. I was thinking that's never good. All right, let's double up on the Bengals. All right, going with the hometown squad. What a sad day to get their first win of the year. No, do they? You know that it's. It reminds me. Well, not really. When the Cowboys back in like eighty nine, ninety, when they went one and fifteen, and their one win was against the Redskins. People get up for rivals. They do. Although that stadium is going to be all Steelers fans. They travel. And they'll be traveling to Cincinnati. All right, another bad game, which you mentioned. Dolphins-Browns, 10.5-point faves for Cleveland in the dog pound. I'll be curious how they play post, you know, roadhouse gate. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what you want to call it. Uh, I I put this on the rundown. Miles Garrett is, is appealing a suspension, and it's actually a very interesting appeal. I agree. And how he's appealing it, for anybody who didn't see this, and this didn't make enough attention, in my opinion, is that Antonio Smith, in 2013, now it's not in the same fashion, but did swing his helmet during a preseason game against then 
Dolphins lineman Richie Incognito, which is hilarious that Incognito is involved in the middle of all this. So, again, Houston's Antonio Smith in 2013 swings his helmet during the play just like this. Or takes Incognito's helmet off, swings it. There's video footage of it. Guys, he got one game suspension. He got a preseason game and then a regular season game. And Garrett's attorney and also the NFL Players Association is using this as precedent, you know, like you would do in the court system. Now, the NFL obviously is not a court system. It's not like there was precedent and then something goes to the Supreme Court. But I think it's a great argument. He only got one game, one regular season game. That was six years ago for doing the exact same thing, which nobody's talking about. One game and also it's only, you know, like you said, one game check because apparently the players don't get paid for the preseason games. So, I, you know, it's, it's funny because most people do – a lot of players do their appeals over the phone or teleconference. Miles Garrett must have smelled something – in the you know he showed up yeah because he went in person yeah and um, I think it's an interesting case I you know you and I have talked about it on text and I didn't feel like it was maybe I'm more of a savage than most but I didn't feel like it was as big a deal Tug's a savage as people were making it out to be I I felt I mean, it's, like it's pretty egregious the way he swung at I it. thought it was egregious but I thought like this is you know Mason Rudolph did try to take his helmet off. And that's what I said. See, Prano uh, disagreed with me there. But here's my thing. I, I have a. Th- I have a. Um, I want to pitch something that I think could be very exciting for the NFL, especially on a, a day like su- this Sunday when the game is not may not be exciting. How? Hey, how, let me let me let me riddle you this. Suspensions take place. NFL gets to levy the suspensions. The appeals take place. After that, the team that the, the that let's say for instance the Steelers playing the Browns, the Steelers get to choose which games Miles Garrett is suspended. We sp- suspended indefinitely. No, but I'm saying say so Marquise Pouncey, which whatever Pouncey it is, right? Pouncey suspended three. Three games. Browns get to choose which games he's suspended. Interesting. It's like an NBA when a player has free throws to shoot, but he can't shoot them because he's hurt, so the other team gets to pick a... Um, yeah. You should be able to hurt your opponent. Yeah. If there's a one-game suspension, you get to choose on the schedule when that player should be suspended. It's like, no. Because you know, who do the Browns play this week? Because, um, you know, one of their players is suspended for one game. And they play the Dolphins. Play the Dolphins. Now, who's choosing that on the team? The GM or the coach? The G- the uh, They get to designate. I'll say the general manager gets to choose. But that, to me, would, would be very exciting. Because then you get to say, um, when's, the, when's the suspension going to happen? And you get to levy it like the week before and say, you're suspended. Or, this- or how about this? Or how about this? Like, let's say Mason Rudolph, right? Like, let's... Or you get to choose... You get to suspend... You want to keep these 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 things from happening? Suspend the quarterback for one game. Play the second string quarterback. Let's ramp up the stakes. So you're saying now the guy who didn't even do the act isn't suspended. You're suspending the quarterback. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying it's as a possibility. 
Let's punish the teams. Let's, you want to punish these teams. This guy's have way too much time on his hands when he stays up late doing these tug nuts. That's right. You're getting a little delirious. But let, so let's 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 listen closer to the first one, which is if you if you get suspended for fighting, okay, the other team gets to choose which game you're suspended for. They could also monetize it and be like, "This week's suspension brought to you by Cialis <laughs> and Bud Light." I mean, that could be very popular. Yeah, and then we and then we and then we create a reality show. We watch the guy suspended for the week and where how he doesn't go to practices or games, and we, we, we monetize that. I'm not going to lie, Tug. This is a very Andy Ruther-esque idea. Well, we were, um, we were having a dent report of a, of, of a conversation about half an hour ago. <laughs> I lost my train of thought because there's music next door. Is there? I can't hear it. Yeah, well. Anyway. That's my theory for the night. They're like, our music, you fuckers yell twice a week about sports for two hours. <laughs> Joe Prano tells people to kill themselves. Maybe they're drowning, drowning us out. Uh, but to get to back to the, the, the picks, I'm going to go with the Browns. It's a big number. I usually don't. It's a big number. I don't want to take a big number with a big, fat hook, ten and a half. However, I think the Browns are... Ripe for a little run here. They've had a tough schedule. Well, they're already on one. They've won a couple. They're four and six. They win this. They're five and six. Yeah, but their schedule is very good going home. I agree. So, I think um, Baker had a tough schedule at first. I th- maybe we even see Odell an Odell sighting with a touchdown, only one on the year. We're both going Browns. Yeah, I'm going Browns. Saints Panthers big spread for this division game. Kyle Allen has been not good the last few weeks. Bad. Very bad. Were the Panthers a little quick to dismiss Cam Newton for the year? Maybe for his career? No, because they don't want to pay him that money. That's what it boils down to. It's a financial decision. However, this is too big of a spread for me. Division game. We just saw it two weeks ago. Weren't they 13-point favorites against the Falcons and just got destroyed? Yeah. Now... All that makes me just it just I just can't not take the Panthers. It's just too big of a spread. I believe I could be wrong on this. I believe the Panthers lead the NFL in sacks. Which means they get to the quarterback. I'm gonna go Saints here. Just, Ooh. just cause. It's a little just cause. Santa. No, it's the Saints. Okay, uh, Saint, you know what that would be? That would be like, would be like a bet. We talked about like, what'd you say earlier about the Nationals? The wrong jersey. The Nationals. Santa would be like a, a bad knockoff Christmas thing that was misspelled. <laughs> I like it. Get your Santa hat. <laughs> okay, Raiders Jets in New York. The Raiders are two and a half point favorites. Do the Raiders have a letdown? Does this does this scream? It's a trap. I think it is. I think it is. This has Raiders loss written all over it. It does to me as well. Doesn't it? I was guessing the lines on Sunday night, and I I had the Jets as a, as a favorite, so i got to stay true to that and say it's going to be the Jets. If the Raiders win this game, they're going to the playoffs. Why do you say that? They'd be 7-4 and because of their schedule. They'd yeah, yeah, exactly. I just feel like that. You know, the, the, the AFC, outside of the top – Two or three teams is wide open for playoffs. Well, if they win this game, I believe then the next week 
they play Kansas City, which will probably decide that division. Yeah, I mean the fact that they're the fact that the Raiders are even convers- the conversation for deciding the AFC West. It's wild this year. Wild is nuts. The grinder just grinding. He's just grinding. They lost. Um, you know they 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 gave away Amari. They gave away my boy in Chicago. Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack. You know, they're just figuring stuff out. Second year of Gruden. Carr looked terrible last year. Turned it around. He's impossible to sack. Very low turnover rate. Gets the ball out so quickly. Like, really well fit. Good fit for the, the, the Gruden, like, West Coast offense. Jacobs has become a very good. Probably the rookie of the year offensively. Impressive. Knock on wood if you're with me. <laughs> All right, so, but we're but we're going against them this week. We're both going to trust. We, de- we definitely are. We're going to trust Sam Darnold. Okay, it, you're you're just terrible game of the week. Lions travel to Washington, where the where Detroit is three and a half point favorites over the Redskins. Uh, I tweeted this out today. Tickets for this game are going as low as five dollars in DC. So it's five dollars for a National crazy. Football League game. Here's what's even crazier, guys. If you download the SeatGeek app, you get $10 off using promo code DIRTY. So realistically, Tug, somebody (laughs) could download SeatGeek, if they haven't already, I don't know why you haven't done this already, buy $5 tickets, use the $10 promo code, get $5 back, use that additional $5 that you saved and also got a free ticket and buy a hot dog. I tweeted this out. All with our friends at SeatGeek. Guys, SeatGeek will give you $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase. And if they don't give you money back, then get a $10 seat and go to the game for free. All you need to do is use our promo code. So download the SeatGeek app today and use promo code DIRTY for $10 off on your first purchase. That's promo code DIRTY for $10 off on your first purchase. And I was looking on SeatGeek also today, and we'll get to that game, but I want to tease it a little, Tug, because you had said maybe let's do a little, uh, you said you might be down, right? A little Monday Night Football? I did. See Lamar Jackson live? Well, I looked on SeatGeek today. Tickets for the Ravens-Rams game. Low is like $50. Very affordable. Very affordable. I'm psyched about that. Me too. I'm very stoked about that. We'll get to that game in a minute. Yeah. But, guys, go ahead. Use SeatGeek promo code DIRTY to get $10 off on your first purchase. Okay. I'm going. Do we know if Matthew Stafford's playing? Does it matter? I agreed. Uh, don't know. It doesn't matter. Lions. Redskins. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, Redskins win this game. This, is, this might be their win of the year. Well, um, they've won one. This might be their win of the second one of the year. <laughs> Um, the Lions are bad against the run, which is a surprise when they traded for Snacks Harrison last year. Yeah. Um, I'm hearing that Adrian Peterson's not going to play, which is, means it's going to be a Darius Geis's back game. Geis is nice. Yeah. Played pretty well last week. Chris Thompson is also back. Great little third down back. I like the Redskins to at least cover with the hook. If not, go all out knowing this is their chance to get the second win. Every time you say hook, you got me thinking of Murphy Lee. What the hook gonna be? You don't even know. Is it. that your runner's mix? Uh-uh. I don't need no fucking hook on this beat. It's a little St. Lunatics for you. Two updates for everyone out there. The Celtics lose Ooh, sorry. 107-104, but cover 
seven and a half. More importantly, I've now moved on to the mango-flavored White Claw. Uncharted territory for me. Never had a mango White Claw before. So let's have a little taste of a mango He is the first male to ever have this, I believe. Tastes like soap. <laughs> Poor Aaron. Aaron texted me, by the way. He wrote, have you guys started? I wrote, we're 40 minutes in, bro. Like, Drinking white claw. Drink some yeah. claws. If he only knew. This, this was supposed to be his day, bro. Well, shout out to, to Twerks. Drinking your stuff. Well, here's a good game this week. The Seahawks travel to Philly, where my boy, Russell Wilson, is a point-and-a-half underdog. I'm going to drop a rug nug on you guys. It's a pretty basic rug nug. I didn't even have to look this up. The Seahawks have not lost a road game this year. They've lost both those games that they've lost were at home to the Saints and Ravens. They should have lost more. They went to overtime against the Bucks. Bengals in the first week of the year. Andy Dalton threw for like 400 yeah. yards against them. So the team, especially Russ, I feel plays much better on the road. The Eagles are a mess. The Eagles have to win this game, even though they're still probably not going to make the playoffs. Well, the schedule is very good. Um, and if the Celtics, the Celtics, my other team, the Cowboys lose to the Patriots, it's really a wash. And then the schedule for the Cowboys is much more difficult than the Eagles going home. Um, I like the Eagles in this game. You do? Yep. I, I actually like the Eagles. They didn't cover against the Patriots, but they should have. They absolutely should have beaten the Patriots last week. A couple drop balls. The, 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 the wide receiver core for the Eagles is terrible. Awful. They've got to tighten up. But they don't, won't need to this week because it's going to be the Dallas Goddard show. Well, look, here's my thing, though, about the Seahawks. Their defense has been suspect, but their defense showed up against the Niners. And that was the difference in that game. They showed up out of nowhere. Jadavion Clowney showed up out of nowhere. The front seven showed up. If they show up again... I think they win. I'm going to be a homer because of Russell Wilson. And I learned this week, I tweeted this out, as if I could not love him more. I do now. I learned this week, Russell Wilson, I knew he was born in Cincinnati. He didn't grow up there, but I knew he was born there. Not only was Russell Wilson born in Cincinnati, guys, he was born at the exact same hospital that I was born at, Christ Hospital in Cincinnati. What are the odds that Russell Wilson was born at the exact same hospital I was? And one step further, he was born, now I'm much older, but as far as actual day of the year, he was born three days after me. So we're the same sign. Same hospital, three days after me. We should just start dating at this point. I told Joe that. You know, look, a lot of people think Russell might be on that team. A lot of people think I might be on that team. <laughs> Let's just start dating. Drop CRR, Russ. We can make a happy couple. Let's make it happen. Are the Seahawks a paper tiger? Oh, he dropped it. I know. I it. know. I don't believe in them. I don't I don't believe in the Seahawks. But we'll see. What don't you believe in? Their defense. For sure. Just as a whole, I think like they're just too reliant on on no, it's not it's not Russ. He's awesome. Their coaching staff. And Schottenheimer. I just don't love their system. It, it it's it's not they're winning the Seahawks are winning in spite of their coaching. If that makes sense. It makes it makes sense. I've been critical of Schottenheimer. They're they're just decision making that doesn't make sense to me. And that when you don't have that trust, um, 
like like bail us out again. You know, Carson is fumble has is fumble prone. A couple bad turnovers in one playoff game. You know, it's 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 it all goes south. I don't. I'm not willing to commit to the Seahawks as well. Here's as my a thing though. Here's my thing on the, about the Seahawks. They're looking good offensively. They have a little nice receiving core now. I love the Metcalf draft. Lockett's really coming into his own. I like that they brought back Luke Wilson. Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon, exactly, just signed. They can always run the ball. And obviously, it's basically, right now, would you would you agree, the MVP conversation, most people say, is Lamar and Russ. No doubt. And, you know, it changes week to week. You see Lamar take the lead now with Russ. You know, it was Russ on Monday Night Football, now it's Lamar. I do agree it's coming down to those two, but I will say I'm I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to save it for later, but Dak Prescott is having a great year. Oh, get <laughs> off that. I I saw the thing. Did you see the Ringer article? The Ringer did an article. Well, get... well let's just save that for the Cowboys cuz I, I have a okay. little rant coming up. Okay. I'm not there yet. Cuz they're 6 and 4. And I, I agree. No, I I listen. I said this. It's Lamar and Russ. Okay. And basically, I would argue both of those guys have to – well, the Ravens will. I would argue Russ will not get MVP if they don't win the division. Unless he uh, – I guess he could. they got to play very well. I guess if they win 12 or 13 games, it would be tough not to give it to them if they, if they didn't win the division. But I'm going to go Seahawks this game. Jags-Titans. All right, let's get through these, my friend. Jags-Titans. The Titans are three-point favorites. The Titans have a bye last week? They did. Do you think Nick Foles bounces back? Oh man, this is a game like this is like a game that nobody who cares about this game. I don't care. <laughs> so, you don't care. So let's just move along. Um, because I have Leonard Fournette in fantasy, and I want him to score more than one touchdown this year. I'm going Jags. Okay, you're going Jags. I'm going Titans. Moving on. The curse of Minshew strikes again. Moving on. Yeah, boys. We just teased them. The Cowboys, Patriots. This is an easy one for me. I think this is one of those, Joe and I have said it all year. This is one of those, how is Vegas making them six and a half? That seems way too big. It makes me think Vegas knows something. I know the Cowboys have struggled against good teams, and so has your boy Dak, for the record. He has. He's struggled against good teams. That's why he's not in my MVP race. He threw some very costly interceptions in all those games, right? Which game? Packers, didn't he? Maybe. I mean, he played amazing against the, the Vikings. That was not his fault. The, well, the, the problem for me is the the coaching staff is not the, they need to go. It's just not. It, it, we just run. We just run. It's like a it's like a bad relationship. It's run its course. Someone needs to end the relationship. Yeah. Dak is incredible. He played out of his mind this year. Now, there's some Dallas Cow- – what's sad to me is there's some Dallas Cowboy fa- fans who are friends of mine who are like, Dak is not the guy. And I, and I, throw, the, I throw all these facts at them. Like, he's having this year. The, 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 he's on pace to throw for 5,000 yards. The Cowboys offense is first in the league with DVOA. Their defense is 20th. The defense is still a problem. The defense is still a problem. They couldn't stop the Vikings. Couldn't stop – the Packers at all, and you know, Van Der Esch has had taken. He's been a little bit hurt, not as good as last year. 
So the, the, the defense is still a little suspect. Where the where, And I also think that Zeke is not elite right now. He's just not elite. Well, and, what? here's my take, though. Maybe I'm trying to be biased because I picked him to go to the Super Bowl. The Patriots' offense has been terrible. We both agree. Tom Brady agrees. That's way too big a spread for me. Just too big. I'm taking the Cowboys. The, to me, this is a no-brainer. I don't know why it's six and a half. To me, I know the Cowboys, again, have struggled against some good teams, especially defensively. But this is too big of a spread. I think it's a game. I'm going Cowboys. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree with you. And here's a tug nug from Rich Rebar. Lord Reeves on Twitter, another great follow, guys and gals. Get on there. Lord Reeves. The 5.14 yards per play offensively for New England is 24th in the league. And it's their fewest through 10 games since 2008. It's ahead of only 2003, in which Tom Brady... 2008. Matt Castle. Started 10 games. Yeah. Matt Castle year. All right, so we're both on the boys. I'm excited about that game. Me too. It's not a game that we that I expect the Cowboys to win, but I think I, th- I think the the Patriots are still the class of the the AFC, but they're they're a very beatable team. Yes, they're a beatable team. Yes. So I, I expect someone else to beat them. At this point in time, I expect the Patriots to not make the Super Bowl. Maybe I'm wrong. I'll let you know in December who my official picks are. But as of right now, I don't see the Patriots making the Super Bowl. My question to that would be then who? The Ravens? Outside of that, I don't I those are the only two teams I can see making the Super Bowl from the ass. Chiefs? No. 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 Why? I think they're and you've seen it the last or you saw it month now, and I know it was a it was a in division game in Mexico City. I feel like some teams are Catching up a little to their offense, they're not having the big massive plays. Well, 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 they're playing on a terrible field in Mexico. Tyreek hurts himself, can't stretch the field. the The field is very slow. Um, Mahomes is not at a hundred percent. Says he's getting healthier, but Frank Clark has started to improve. They 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 they've lost a lot of do, do, close we, games. I, I'm just saying that I'm I not know. counting out the Chiefs. I am, but we were just talking about the Chiefs in a battle with the Raiders in their own division, man. Yeah, but the Raiders have lost to the Chiefs in in the, in the past couple of years when they've been good. I still think the Chiefs, like, I, let me just say this: I don't com- I don't really care personally how teams like comparing when they're not playing each other. I, I, I like the Chiefs. I don't like Andy Reid. He scares me. But the Chiefs got to uh, have a chance, 100%. To make the Super Bowl? 100%. I say no. We'll see. We'll see in December. I'm when, selling when that I, stock. When I, when I give my announcement. Well, here's two teams that definitely have a chance of making it. Can I, can I, well, hold, on, one, hold on. One stat I want to give you. Go for it. Patriots defense, right? Patriots are the NFL's best team at making you pay for turning the ball over. They are 154-10 and 10 when winning the turnover battle since 2003 via Warren Sharp. That's ridiculous. 
So don't throw any interceptions and don't fumble the ball. Better not turn the ball over. Yep. So we'll see. 154 and 10 is crazy. It is nuts. Packers travel to San Fran. I should say Santa Clara to face the 49ers. 49ers looked a little shaky the last couple weeks. One loss and one tough comeback against the Cardinals. Uh, this is a no-brainer for me. This is a money line pick of the week. Uh, the Packers win and cover out in the Bay. Especially after having a bye week. And they're going to come ready. They're coming for you, Jimmy G. I like the Niners in this game. Ooh. To cover as well? It's only three. It's got to win the game. Um, Why do I like it? Here's why. Packers? I think they're a paper tiger. Ooh. Um, two paper tigers. Yeah, there's multiple paper, paper tigers. Um, 49ers. Loot. The public sees 49ers lose to Seattle, see them struggle against the Cardinals. I feel like this is a game that they figure out a way to win. I expect it to be a very low-scoring game. Maybe I'm dead wrong, but I think this is going to be an under, and I'll take the 49ers. I know for sure Prano's going to take the Packers. He, 100%. You think I'm a Russell Wilson stand? His standing for Aaron Rodgers, bro. It's it's next level. Ravens-Rams. Ravens travel out here. Monday Night Football. The day before my 38th birthday. Were you, are we taking the train down there? Let's do it. Me and you? Do you got any other people we should ask? Of course. Let's, let's get a crew. Let's get a crew. Monday Night Football. I'm excited. Lamar Jackson live. I got something else for you. I have spoken with Mrs. Shabelli. We've been invited to the tailgate as well. Have you been to a Shabelli tailgate? I've never had the pleasure. Bro, they don't mess around. And I tried to te- uh, I texted Joe last year, and he said he, w- he wasn't at the Cowboys game. He sold his tickets. So and even it. better news, Joe will be in town. That's ridiculous. He's back for school. Stop the presses. I'm telling you guys, the Shabelli family tailgate, it's right by the stadium. They have their own spot that they pay for. Like, they don't mess around with with the, the spread the Shabellis bring. Now, I don't know if they're doing it this year, but last year and in the years past, they would bring a spread of, like, foods dedicated to the team coming in town. So, like, if like last year at the Eagles game, a bunch of Philly cheesesteaks. Yeah. Like, it's fun. It's really fun how they do it. So I don't know if it would be, like, crab cakes. It's going to be some Old Bay seasoning, some, uh, some black and white cookies. Is that, a, is that a Baltimore thing? Oh, yeah. Is that to show the divide between the black and white That's people? That's correct. <laughs> in the city. <laughs> had to go there. I had to go yes, there. Yes, you did. I had to go there. Uh, but I'm, I'm stoked. Yeah, man. We'll tell you the Shabellis. Monday Night Football. The last Monday Night Football game I went to down at the Coliseum was also with you. Chiefs-Rams. Best game of the year? Bro, best game I've ever been to, football-wise. There's, there's just no other comparison to that. Great game. I, 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 my instincts want me to be a homer here. I believe if the Ravens won four in a row, is that what they've won? I want to say they stumble against a team they shouldn't stumble against. The Ravens are the favorite, three point road favorite. The Rams' defense, no one's talking about. They're playing well. They're playing much better than they did last year. Obviously, Lamar Jackson is just lighting everybody on fire. 
I'm going Rams, man. Oh, oh man. I, I'm being a homer. I know I'm being a homer. It's because I want the Rams to win, but I'm excited to see Lamar alive. I, I, dude, I thought about it. The quarterbacks I've been able to see at the Coliseum, the, 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 these are the games I've seen at the Coliseum since the Rams came. Falcons, Matt Ryan. I mean, he's not like the most exciting, but like. Good. Hall of Famer. Right? Hall of Famer, hands down. At least right now with his with his stats. No, he yeah. is. He is. He's a Hall of Famer. Drew Brees. Hall of Famer. Russell Wilson. Uh, on the cusp. Patrick Mahomes. Hall of Famer. Um, who else have I seen the Rams play? Nick Foles, not a Hall of Famer, but Hall of Famer in my mind. I've got to see some some good teams. I haven't gone to a bad game. So I'm excited to see Lamar play. I saw Dak last year. I, I, I that stadium is a tr- is is, a, is tough. I mean, you and I, it's like, tough. You 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 know that you you can't go to the bathroom during the games. No, the lines are ridiculously bad. Uh, I'm excited about the new stadium, but and I, and I my gut instinct at first was the Rams. I agree. Like my mindset of just like they're gonna stumble somewhere, right? Yeah, and and you, people get up for this kind of. Like Lamar's coming to town. Let's figure out a way to design against them. My one stat, my one nug for the for this is the Ravens have now scored on fifty six point seven percent of their possessions. Wow, that leads the league. The top scoring rates per drive in all of the two thousands. The great Patriots team from two thousand seven was fifty seven percent. The the Saints from last year were fifty six point nine, and these guys are fifty six point seven. They scored a TD on thirty seven percent of their possessions. That is fifth all time behind teams that we know: the two thousand seven Patriots, last year's Chiefs, last year's Saints. And the 13 Broncos. Does that mean a Super Bowl? No. No team has ever won the Super Bowl with their sort of rate. But they're they're potent, man. And I think for the sake for the sake of being different and just an, unable to figure out what is going on with McVay's offense, Brandon Cooks will be back. Should he be back? That's a different question. So many concussions. At some point, do we, need, do we need to help someone make a decision for them? I don't know. Cooper Cup, lost in the wilderness right now. Going to go with the Ravens. Ooh, okay. Can't wait to see people doing Ray Lewis's dance. Tailgate. Oh, boy. Yeah. He wants to come out of retirement to play for Lamar. Is that what he said? That's what he said. My two last nuggets for you guys out there, because I'm going to give some bonus nugs. Real quick, for people looking for some scoring, some, some betting at home, this comes from Rich Rebar again. The Buccaneers have allowed at least 27 points in eight straight games. Defense is bad. I mean, that matches the, la- the longest streak in the league since the merger with the 2001 Colts and the 2016 Browns. If you're looking to buy to- if you're playing totals or you know overs, you got to look at the Buccaneers. So maybe their GM should stop running burner accounts and maybe get some better defensive players. Just an idea, right? 
My last stat of the night. <laughs> Doug, goes, Doug ignores that. <laughs> I do. My last stat of the night goes to. Uh, yeah. How bad would the, 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 the Panthers be if Christian McCaffrey wasn't on that team? I've said that, man. Christian McCaffrey is on pace. Yeah, I saw this. For 2,521 yards from scrimmage, which would break Chris Johnson's record of 2,509. He's on track to join Steven Jackson and LaDainian Tomlinson as the only players with a season of at least 1,500 rushing yards and 90 catches. I'm sure people who are out there playing fantasy, which is a lot of us, know how great Christian McCaffrey is. Having a pretty special year. Kind of being lost on a team that had some potential. Not not so much right now. And they were questioning him being a running back. Think about that. It's Let's think about Lamar. I was just going to say. Yeah. It's kind of similar. Him and Lamar. And, and, and racial stuff on both those guys, right? I'll be honest. With, with Lamar being black no, and, very true. and with Christian being white and running back. And, and, and not to like put a bookend on this episode, but I also feel like that was the problem with, with Luka Doncic. Or however you want to say his last name. Luka Doncic. Doncic. Luka Doncic. Everyone's – dude, uh, he's a great player, but people probably see, and maybe justified – the Darkos and those type of well, guys. Well, he's a white European. It's like the yeah. floor is not there. Oh, there's been one, Dirk. But, I mean, maybe his upside's limited. These guys don't see Lamar. These guys don't see you know, Christian McCaffrey. It's pretty, yeah. it's pretty cool to see these guys kind of bust some stereotypes. Yeah. And, and kudos to Harbaugh, too. Dude, Harbaugh is um, amazing. He risked his career on it. And you see these videos that the Ravens are putting out with him. Like, you know, they're, like, talking to each other like real people. Like coaches, you know, coaches have sometimes weird relationships with players. Yeah. He's like, I love you. Let's go for him, fourth coach. You know, like, it's cool to watch. Yeah. Really cool to watch. Yeah. Do we have, I know, I know we're going on. Do we have time for a few calls? Let's do it. Let's do it. You know, because I haven't gotten dirtball calls for a minute. I'm into my mango white claw. Okay. So we, we can bang out a couple, couple dirtball calls. All right, let's let's keep the NFL uh let's keep the NFL theme going with our uh our first call here. Did I just log us out? No. Okay. Here we are. All right, so third ball calls, guys. Once again, the hotline is 310-359-8365 if you want to leave a call. Hey, what's going on, guys? It's your boy Brian Heinrich here. And in 2019, the Raptors Blues and Nationals all won the chip, making three out of the four big market uh, sports champions, uh, first-time champions. What team in the NFL without a Super Bowl do you think has the best chance to win it this year and make it four for four? Also, regardless of how likely it is or what their team looks like this year, what team would you most want to win the Super Bowl that has never won one before or just in general across all sports? All right, thanks, guys, and... uh, Fuck the Vikings. It's funny you say that, Brian, because... uh, That's your team. Now, here's the list for anybody who doesn't know. The teams that have not ever won the Super Bowl are the Bengals, Bills, Browns, Cardinals, Chargers, Falcons, Jags, Lions, Panthers, Texans, Titans, and Vikings. Of that list, without a doubt, the Vikings have a better shot than anybody this year. You're 100% right. I love the irony of that, that call. I don't think you realize that. 
So once That's again, correct. yeah, yeah. So, so 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 those are the twelve teams that have never won. Now, the teams that have never even been to a Super Bowl are the Browns, Jags, Lions, and Texans. None of these teams have a chance besides the Vikings. Texans. Bill Boob O'Brien. No, they won't do it. But yeah, they have a shot. But it's 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 the Vikings. The Vikings have a real shot. They do. And what Kirk Cousins is having an incredible year this year. He is. What a turnaround from the the this is a this is a shout out to to Jesse Stanger like and Charlie Ryan, like all these guys up in Minnesota saying, you know, we watched this like he threw he threw eight passes in the first game. He's been straight up balling. I saw without Adam Thielen. I saw a great tweet about about (laughs) Tug Dig. (laughs) I saw a great tweet about uh, Kirk Cousins. It said like, "Hey man, social media bullying can work." Like like as if Cousins was. I'm paraphrasing it, and I'm not doing it justice, but it was really well written. Basically saying Kirk Cousins was bullied by social media into playing good. Because remember how bad he was? It's very true. And ever since those games? I mean, can you trust him? I don't know. But, I mean, to answer the call, yeah, it's the Vikings. Now, he, he also asked the question of, like, who do you most want to see in sports? Win the Super Bowl? Or win any, 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 any major. Like, who hasn't? Yeah. Hmm, that's a good question. I mean, ever is ever, baseball is such a long time because there's a lot of um... who in the NBA who's never won a title. The Bucks have won a title, right? The who? The Bucks. Oh, the Bucks um, with Kareem. I think I think that, I think so. Because he's saying who's never won a title, like the Suns. The Suns went to the finals in like '76. Anyway, I don't, that's a great question. I'm trying to think about who um, basketball, baseball, football. It's tough when I mean, you're talking all time. Like who hasn't ever won a title? I, I I can't go all time. Seattle Mariners. They never won a title. Yeah, that's probably true. I know it's true. Okay, thank you. The Supersonics. <laughs> oh, 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 actually, they might have won a title. They did. They, did. they definitely <laughs> did with Bill Walton. What? No, the Portland did with Bill Walton. Oh yeah, you're right. Uh, the Northwest all blends together. Don't it's you? Don't you dare! Qu- same diff. Don't, don't you? As I look over that Bill Walton jersey. Yeah. If only Joe Prano was here to do an impersonation. <laughs> it seems. I mean, honestly, like it's been a while. I'd like to see two teams in baseball. It's been, you know, I'd love to see the Indians win. I love to see the Tigers win again. Eighty four. It's been a long time, but um, I think as, as far as all time, like I don't know exactly who. who I love to see my Dallas Cowboys win. I don't know. I I don't know if I'll ever see the Dallas Cowboys win again in my lifetime. Have you thought about that? Like you don't think you'll see a? Will you see the Reds win? I have thought about it. A World Series in your lifetime, because you and I were both lucky, because you were a Reds fan in the nineties. Yeah. Or ninety or whatever. I was a Cowboys fan in the nineties, and it's it was we had good teams. It's well, been it's been forever. Well, it it's it I talked about this on this show. Somebody did a study that I we talked about how if your team wins a title like before age 9 and that's what I, the the Reds won it the month before I turned age 9, like it changes your whole mindset and also connection with that team. 
And it also ruins you, like you're saying. Because there's, there, I mean, the Reds, the Reds since 1990 have won one playoff series in 1995. So they've won one playoff series in, you know, it was 25 years. So yeah, there's a very good chance they never win another title. Very good question. Fun question. What's, what's next? It is fun. Next is a great one, too, because I don't think Joe's going to hear it. So this is, I kind of, it's like a game within a game. Okay. I almost want to do like a bet with me and you. Does Prano listen? Because there's no way Prano's listening to this episode. No way. No way. Or he listens like the first 10 minutes. I, this dirtball who left the call, he's offering to donate money once you hear his call. I almost want to offer to donate money to him if Prano <laughs> listens to the call. Does that make sense? Yeah. But the problem is that dirtball will be like, Dan, did you hear the call? Like, I don't want anybody to tip Joe off. There's no way Joe's listening to this call. Let me let me play the call to, to bring a little clarity to it. What's up, guys? North Dakota Dirtball, uh, N underscore Newstead, a.k.a. Lil Noose X here. Uh, long-time caller, first-time listener. I'm calling on behalf of probably a lot of Dirtballs and probably Andy as well. Um, especially just for Joe. Uh... You know, we're saying this because we love you, Joe, but uh, you gotta you gotta pump the brakes on the Eli Manning talk. Um, <laughs> you know, not necessarily because we don't you know strongly disagree with uh, some of your takes, but you're just wrapping around you know every single argument and discussion to Eli, back to Eli Manning, and it's just beating a dead bush, as Andy Ruther would say. Uh, so I guess I'm. I'm here to uh, to help you, and you know we don't want to hurt the show in any way. So, uh, you know, I think pumping the brakes on Eli would uh, would help tremendously, and I'd be willing to uh, donate a crisp one hundred dollar Venmo um, for Joe to not mention or uh, talk about Eli Manning for the rest of this season, unless he gets back in. I don't give him a slip, but. Anyways, condoms are for James Harden. Uh, fuck that guy. He's ruining the NBA. See? See? Wow. Ruining, ruining the, the NBA. NBA. Well, this is interesting. I appreciate the call. So you're saying call. you would donate $100 if Joe doesn't mention Eli. You know, I, And I like that one caveat if Eli gets back in, and he's not, by the way, un- unless Daniel Jones gets hurt. Do you like my idea of then giving this kid $100 if Joe actually listens to the call? I do like it. Like, it's money within money. Or like a nice care package of dirty sports gear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I want to give you something. Because both Tug and I are in agreement. There's no way Joe hears this call. He's not going to hear the call, but, you, but you're, you're speaking for all of us. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've, like, I've been in so many text exchanges with these, these two. You know, just laughing about the, the Eli stuff. I mean, the, the audacity... Of Joe to text me and say that the Colts made a mistake by not trading for Eli Manning after Andrew Luck got hurt. He still, he by the way, he still believes it's that. It's unbelievable, and I say this with like love and respect, sitting in his seat as a man who went and saw Tom York with me. And we had a great time, watched Game Seven of the World Series together. The, that it's, I agree. I want, I want you, I want the Eli stuff to stop. 
Um, and I think Eli's a Hall of Famer. I just I'm ready for it to to, to go away. I think well. Eli, without a doubt, is a Hall of Famer as well. But I said last episode, which he disagreed with, is just, dude, if he still had it, he's playing. Like, if he still had it, somebody would have traded for him. Like. It's kind of similar to what, you know, the same thing that people say about Kaepernick, even though that's kind of apples to oranges as far as, oh, if he still had it, he'd be signed. But it's like, dude, at this point, here's what I said, because we... we we're, we're actually doing Joe's work for him by doing this yeah, discussion. Yeah, yeah. We should not do it. No, no, no. We should not do this. Because I'm going to bring up Philip. Don't do it. I'm bringing up Philip Rivers. Okay. Because because this is exactly what happened. Philip Rivers had a terrible game on Monday. He throws four picks. He threw, what, three the week before, so he's thrown seven. Is this correct? He's thrown seven in the last two weeks. So then Joe started texting me, you know, then it turns into, could Phillip Rivers, so you know I love the NFL Network. So I always put on the NFL Network after the game ends, and they're, dude, they're killing him. They're killing Rivers. And these are former players, by the way. And they're saying, like, dude, it's year 16, man. And because Prano always says they would never do that to you, to Eli. And I said, dude, I have the NFL Network. They're doing the exact same thing, saying, yo, man, it might be time to hang it up. And he did the same argument defending Rivers, and I'm like, my, my take is this on all these guys. Sure, bad off. By the way, Chargers, Giants, both bad offensive lines. You know, holes in different parts of the team. But I always say this, and you'd agree, right? It's good to mix. At a certain point, change is good for anyone's life. Like, like, I'm saying even for like for the Chargers, right? Do you agree? I'm not, and by the way, I'm not saying that Phillip Rivers is done and he's washed. All I'm saying is he is in year 16. And if you watch that game, he made some very questionable passes. Rivers is an enigma because he actually played, he had like 175 yards in the first half, but he ended the first two drives and in interceptions. And I also happen to think that Tyrod Taylor is not terrible. He's the backup, right? Yes. So, I don't know. I mean, I don't. I don't know. There, there's rumors going around. I'm sure you saw this. That that, that there's rumors going around that Philip Rivers wants to play in Tennessee next year. I did see those. So his bolo tie fit right in in Nashville. I mean, he's from the area, Alabama, I believe. <laughs> you just lumped the whole South together. <laughs> yeah, it's the same. Yeah. Area, it's a ten mile. It's a ten hour drive. <laughs> it is. I'm from Virginia. Um, Can I ask this question real quick? I don't know. It depends on what it is. It's a it's a YouTube question. Sure. From our boy Stanga, aka Benangi. Would Eli have more Super Bowls if he stayed on the Chargers? Or he says Eli. He's saying this as a statement. He thinks Eli would have more Super Bowls if he stayed in the Chargers. Don't forget how stacked those Chargers teams were. And Phillip would have zero on the Giants, according to Stanga in the in the YouTube comment section. That's an interesting comment. By the way, real quick about that Chargers team, I looked this up. Me and my brother were talking about how good the Chargers were. And like, because I'll do the same thing that like you, you and me and Prano do. And I like do it with my brother Greg. And I looked it up because we we're talking about that Chargers team. Dude, that Chargers team that went 14 and 2 under Marty Schottenheimer. They had nine pro bowlers. Nine. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look, Stenga, it's it's hard to win two Super Bowls. I think it's probably, like, I think the Chargers actually may have one, may have a Super Bowl, but the, what's, what's happening over there? 
the 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 that's the comments i'm sorry it's like you read my mind yeah well well, i think i don't know i don't know what happens i think it's all worked out the way it's supposed to work i don't know if eli wins any super bowls with the chargers i mean uh, the one thing i remember about the chargers run they played the they they were a great team they played they always had to go against the patriots they played the patriots and then didn't didn't Ladanian sort of not play because he was a little banged up and like Philip Rivers played through like a torn ACL? Yeah, that that was probably that year. Yeah, and it, and it was like a little. I'm not saying Ladanian was soft by any means, but he was, there was a little there was a little mystery as to what his injury was, and Philip Rivers played through. I mean, Eli. The one thing Joe says about Eli, we got to move on because we promised a call we wouldn't talk about it. Eli's greatest gift is durability. Yeah. You know, and, and same, same with Phil Rivers and winning on the road in the Bo- playoffs. Both very di- yes, that's true too. I mean, he won eight road playoff games. We're making we're making Joe's case for him. Let's go to the next question. Okay, let's let's do one more call today. Let's do a call about kickers. How do you, how do you feel about that, Todd? Sure. Hey, it's John up in Lake Orion, Michigan. Quick question. Uh, I was wondering, whenever I see a backup kicker get thrown into play in really any level of football, NFL or college, they're just just pure shit. I mean, just really bad. So it made me wonder, um, you know, if they're on the team permanently and all they do at practice for the entire season is kick, just like the starting kicker, like how are all of them such trash? I mean, every 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 time a kicker goes in, who's a backup, it's so suspect. I mean, are there, at least in that felt like are there really only thirty guys in the country with good legs, and it just drops off like that precipitously from there. So I just wanted to hear your guys' thoughts about that. Um, otherwise, stay dirty. Most excited caller ever. It's how it's how, it's how they roll in Michigan. Where was he from in Michigan? I'm not sure exactly where. I think he said a lake somewhere. <laughs> yeah, he just said, he just said like, like something. He lives in Lake Michigan. Um, My take is this. Most teams don't have two kickers for the record. That's right. So, like, very few teams have two kickers. They just bring in a guy when somebody gets hurt. He does bring up an interesting point of, like, dude, if you think about it, in the, in the entire, let's say, world, because there's a fair amount of non-American kickers. Dude, you've got, like, 40 people who can kick. My dad and I have certain sports conversations, and this conversation is one of them. Really? I talk about this all the time with my dad, and I'm like, I can't believe on the planet of Earth, where soccer is the most popular sport in the world, that we can't find 30 people, 32 people, to be automatic yeah. to kick a ball a good through point. some posts. It's a great point. On the planet of Earth, it's a great point. can't find 32 people to, at will, kick balls at you know, with their eyes closed through some posts. We and, and look, he's talking about backup kickers. We don't even have thirty-two. I was going to good say, kickers. I was going to say the the starting kickers are garbage. And, and is it me or am I wrong? I feel like it's getting worse. It is getting worse. And like, the, like the Bears can't find a kicker to save their life for years. Blowing kicks on national TV again. Bucks can't find a kicker. My take is this, man. And again, I don't look. 
I don't kick. I'm sure it's difficult. You get 60,000 people screaming. There's so much pressure. I, by the way, for the record, I am not saying it's easy. I'm not saying it's easy. But I agree with Tug. On this entire planet, we can't find 32 kickers. To I'll set, I'll set the bar at this. 40 and under should be automatic. For, if you're in the professional football league, if you're in the NFL, 40 yards and under should be automatic. The amount of guys I see missing extra points. I always feel like it messed with the kicker's head. You know how they moved it back? Yeah. Nobody ever missed extra points? Yeah. Which was a smart move by the NFL, but now it's just out of control. It's it's such a mental thing. It, it reminds me of golf, like putting, where people get the yips. Because once you lose a confidence, it's just, it's hard to get it back. It's all mental. It's like, it's like a reliever or something. It's all mental. 100%. I, you know... Kicking is crazy. We're going to see at least two games in the playoffs that where, where kicking will lose people a game. Bro, I mean, we talked about the Vikings earlier. You remember that game that they lost against the Seahawks? Oh, yeah. Happened last year with the that, Bears. That was, like a, that was like a 30-yard field goal. It's it's. Yeah, I mean, I, he's probably thinking of the, when the kicker came in for the Niners against the Seahawks two weeks ago, where the guy... He drained it. As a t- b- buried one in, in regular time, and then in overtime, he just absolutely yanks one. Yeah, that's when Booger and Tessitore said the dumbest shit ever. I know, they said he couldn't handle the moment. And everybody just drove <laughs> They did. They did. By, by the way, just a terrible team. No, I mean, no, look, no, no, they're bad. I, they, dude, <sighs> they are bad. Booger is... Look, I, I again, I know how difficult it is to call games. Booger is bad. He's just awful. There's just a sense of enjoyment when you listen to certain people, and there's, there's I can't find things that I want to listen to from either Booger or Joe. And I, I have to say this. You, for those of you who have seen Kings of Comedy years ago, if this is a retread for me, then stop me. No, I, I love that, by the way. It's one when, of my favorite well, specials. When, when, when Cedric the Entertainer yeah. does his bit, he's like, I'm a grown-ass man. I'm not calling no dude delicious. I love that. Bit. I think of that every time Joe Tessor's got like, what do you think, Booger? I gotta call a guy named Booger. I gotta call a guy Booger on the greatest job of my life. Grown ass man. <laughs> I'm a grown ass man. I'm not calling no dude Booger. It's just but but listen, for those of you who have an alternative, and I I wanna like I wanna give people opportunity for some I like Joe Tessator when he was in college. He comes off a little I don't want to say corny or something, booger. I just um, I, I'm a Sean McDonough guy. I thought Sean McDonough deserved a better opportunity in Monday Night Football, but Kevin Harlan and um, Kurt Warner on the the radio call are amazing. If you want to listen to the radio, hopefully Booger and Joe get better. You know, it's year one for them as a team without um, the great Witten. He was an incredible broadcaster. Cowboy, great. Poor Jason Witten. Because he got the broadcasting job, then suddenly he got hair. Now he's back on the <laughs> Cowboys, and he's bald again. Like, who forced him? Like, you, dude, you got to get hair. You got to put on the toupee. Like the, two, like the two shots we cut to you in the third quarter. Do you know what I'm talking about, though? Yeah. Oh, he, yeah. He had no hair. Then, he, then his press conference that he became one of the football broadcaster, he has hair. Then he doesn't have hair again. 
I actually I actually feel bad for Witten. There's great. Let's just circle back to the sports media. This is the you know, the TC minute was one of the original pieces that I put out here. You think about the college game right now, like the the announcers. Tarico's doing Notre Dame games. You know, you have Gus Johnson doing Fox. Gus is great. Great. Gus is amazing. You have caught. You have. Um, they have a good crew. That's a good crew. It's a good crew. Exactly. Him what and uh, what's his name? Um, the guy, the the blonde quarterback from Colorado. Um, Clat. Uh, Joel, Joel Clat. Joel Clat. Yeah, there you go. Um, they're a good crew. It's hard to when when you Al Gary, Michaels is the best, right? Gary Danielson's not good. Well, he's having a he, was, he got he got talking about getting dragged. He got a little dragged for laughing. Yeah, yeah. But Al Michaels is the best. I mean, Summerall, Summerall is also great for those who remember way back. Great. But Al Michaels is very, very good. It's hard to beat. It's a great team right there. Not Collinsworth. Nope. Collinsworth won't is great. Won't do it. Collinsworth is great. Can we hear the 615 call just because, we, just because we're here? You, you're eyeing it. I want, I, want, I, want to, I want to hear this question. Tuck, this might be the longest episode you've ever done with me. I got two kids at home. I don't want to go home. Let's do it. Yep. What's up, Dirty Sports? It's Nashville Dirtball here. Uh, just finished listening to your last episode, and uh, you guys mentioned uh, Emmett Smith and Barry Sanders sort of talking about the uh, context of uh, who's the greatest of all time and who you would take. And uh, I left a similar call a few years ago, <laughs> and I think it would be really cool if you guys could discuss um, who is the greatest running back of all time and do a little bit of a deep dive on numbers and the context of their teams. Uh, I would just love to hear it because a lot of dirt balls that are my age did not get a chance to see them play or play their whole careers. And uh, I'm biased. I'm a huge Lions fan. And, of course, I think Barry is the GOAT. But I'd love to hear a classic Ruther and Prano debate when it comes to uh, who's the GOAT, not just for quarterbacks this time, but maybe do it for wide receivers. Uh, you've got, you guys have touched on tight ends a couple times and definitely running backs as well. All right, I look forward to it. And uh, condoms are for the Minnesota Vikings. Oh, my God. Everyone's against the Vikings in this, these calls tonight. Makes me want to root for the Vikings. I think the Vikings could be the pick to go to the Super Bowl this year. It's a good question. No, I don't want to get too in deep because I know he wants to hear the the Ruth or Prano debate. It was, it's interesting because he sounds like he was pretty young, but he still is listening to the ghosts of the past and says Barry Sanders is the greatest of all time. Let me ask you a quick question. Do you even think about players um, in eras before you really focused on sports? Like, does, like Jim Brown could be the greatest, but is he the greatest to you because you never really watched him? Exactly. That's how I feel, too. So, for me, I remember, just like you, Barry Sanders. I remember Emmett Smith. Barry was, let me put it this way, man. Barry was one of those father-son bonding of like, did you see that? Like, I, I can specifically remember watching Barry Sanders with my dad. And with a not good offensive line. Guys, Barry Sanders played 10 years. He rushed for a thousand yards all ten years. Think about that. Ten straight years. Now Emmett Smith was amazing too. Emmett Smith rushed for a thousand more yards for eleven straight years. Emmett Smith also 
had one of the best offensive lines, like, ever. Yeah. Also had, you know, Michael Irvin, Alvin Harper, Jay Novacek. Like, he had pieces around him. Who the, who did Barry Sanders have? Scott Mitchell? Like, those, those defenses could just focus on Barry, is my point. You couldn't just focus on one person on the Dallas Cowboys offense. They were that good. I always give the nod, and I know Joe would agree with me, so we would never really have a debate on this. I always give the nod to Barry. And by the way, Emma Smith's amazing, too. And I loved watching Emma Smith. Well, who, who, else is in the, who else is in the consideration? I mean, agree, we all, we all think that O.J. and Jim Brown were great. Were great. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to say. O.J.'s Twitter. O.J.'s Twitter. I know. What, what, real quick, not to divert the conversation, because you know we'll I want to... we doing it all night. You know I want to hijack it to talk about yeah. OJ. What's the end game for his Twitter? Because, because, again, if he makes any money, he has to give it to the Goldmans. What's OJ's end game? It's to fund the private investigators he's using to find the murderers of his wife. I mean, I mean his Twitter feed... He joined in June. He's not even in six months. Has nine hundred twenty-three thousand. Mm. I mean, his last video is every video. I don't. I don't follow him, but every video I th- I, f- I see him as like him on the golf course. Seems like his life is his video good. F- from twelve hours ago. I haven't watched it, but the caption says, "Stop the hybrid." <laughs> How do you pronounce this? Hi, hi, uh, hi. <laughs> Oh no. Hyperpole? Hyperbole. Hyperbole. Oh no. Oh, no. That's what I wanted to say at oh, first. Oh no. That's what I want to say at first. Stop the hyperbole. Stop the hyperbole. That's like when in Dumb and Dumber when Jim Carrey was trying to read T H E. Why did I why I had it at first and I was like, it's not hyperbole. Stop you you the, thought it was a college ball game. Like I, the, it's the hyperbole. Stop the hyperbole. <laughs> the hyperbole and dial it back some. I just OJ'd my I just you know what I did? I just slashed and OJ'd the English language. <laughs> I slashed that language up. Hyperball. Hyperball. There's a great Rutherism for you. Um who I mean who else in our in, in our era, Tug though? Ladanian. Ladanian. That's probably it. Curtis Martin. Steven Jackson. Let me tell you, let me like let's put a full circle on the conversation we had with the philosophical question and uh, great running backs. And I'll let you and Joe do the deep dive on running backs. I think the question needs to be answered. But Kareem Hunt is one of my favorite players. I love Kareem Hunt, and I and this is this is part goes back to what I was talking about earlier, which is like he did something that he should not have done, and I still can't. Quit Kareem Hunt. I think he is awesome. Why do you think he's so good? I just think he's. I just think he's a fantastic player. And he, and, and, and there's no coincidence that they've won two games, and Kareem's been back for both of those games. Kareem Hunt. Nick it, Chubb's also having a great year. Having a good year, but Kareem, you see him playing. You see him eating to, to Chubb's like, uh, you know, performance. Third down guy. He's going to go somewhere and he's going to be a legend. I think Kareem Hunt. Could be one of the great running backs 
of all time. It's are you are you trolling? Is that a hyperbole? I don't know. I'm not trolling. I think Cream Hunt is really special. Right now we have Ezekiel Elliott, Saquon Barkley, and Christian McCaffrey who are currently playing in the NFL. And you're saying Kareem Hunt. Is that a hot take? I think Kareem Hunt's the best running back of all of those. That's a hyperbole there. Is that a hyperbole? You never said an answer, though, Doug. Are you going Barry? Are you going to be a homer? Man, no, I, don't, I, don't think, I don't think that Emmett is like the best running back of all time. If, like, if I had to draft my own running back, I don't think it would be Emmett. I think maybe it would be Barry. But Barry is also has I think maybe has the most negative yards, ne- negative yard carries of all time. It's like it's like what kind of player are you looking for? Um, yeah, that's an interesting stat. But I, but there's but the, but there's not a big li- it's not a big list. What are the, are the dirt balls throwing any names out there? Well, you know the, the, they're playing the what if game. I see Stanga says, Adrian Peterson would have put up all-time numbers if he wasn't injured twice and suspended a whole season for beating his kid. It's a, you know, that's a very good point, I have to say. Adrian Peterson is, is sort of had his image tarnished a little bit, so he's not in the conversation of being all-time great, but he should be. He's really, really good. Well, why don't we just look it up real quick? Frank Gore? The funny thing is, Gore, I think Gore is third. Gore is so high up to the list. Here's the current list. All-time NFL rushing yards. Emmitt Smith well, is... We all forget Walter, Walter Payton. I mean... I'll be honest. It's a little before my time, though. I, I, same with me. Marshall Falk was great, too. Okay, all-time rushing yards. Emmitt Smith is one. Walter Payton, two. Barry Sanders, three. Frank Gore is four. Curtis Martin, five. Adrian Peterson is six. He's gonna. He's gonna. He should break. If he remains healthy the rest of the year, he should break. Curtis Martin crack the top five. Ladainian Tomlinson seven. Jerome Bettis the bus eight. Eric Dickerson nine. Tony Dorsett ten. Jim Brown eleven. Marshall Falk twelve. Edron James thirteen. Marcus Allen fourteen. Franco Harris fifteen. Thurman Thomas sixteen. Fred Taylor seventeen. Stephen Jackson eighteen. John Riggins nineteen. And Corey Dillon twenty. I mean, Walter Payton is. He he might be up there as the greatest of all time. I mean, t- Tony Dorsett. I mean, obviously, is Tony Dorsett was my favorite player when I was very young. Um, and it's amazing to see him still in the top ten all time. Yeah, I, you know, it's it really. I think it really comes down to Walter Payton or Barry Sanders, as the, the probably the most raw talented running back of all time. Put him into a system. Maybe Emmett's a system. You know, running back. It makes him to be like a north-south guy. Yeah. Get a hole and go. Walter and, and Barry kind of seem to have that sort of like, let's make something happen. So that's probably where that's probably where my argument is. By the way, I just looked up, because Corey Dillon's on this list. He's 20th all time. Because my brother and I were just talking about this, about like the Patriots and running backs. So Corey Dillon, his first six seasons with the Bengals. 1,000 yards every year. Then he gets shipped to he has like a, a bad year with the Bengals. Then he gets shipped to New England. He's the last like really good running back they had, right? He rushed for sixteen hundred yards in two thousand four. Yeah, is he like the last like All Pro 
running back. Think about that, I though. I think so. I think so. That the Patriots have had. They've, they've had no, no one has come close to running for 1,600 yards for them. But Jamal Lewis could be the greatest running back of all time and also be the savage of the year. Forget, what did he do? Did, did, I think he dealt drugs. <laughs> I think he dealt drugs, <laughs> I think. Uh, I don't want to put words in Jamal's bio, but... Like, I don't want to put yeah. uh, a dime bag in his bio. <laughs> is is Miles Garrett going to win the Aaron Hernandez Savage of the Year award? Is that like... Or does, Did, or does Antonio Brown come up there? Man, it's a really it's a really good race. I mean, on the day the Grammys get announced, the Savage of the Year nominees could also be coming out. You, you know what you know what I'm doing this year? Third balls, you guys are gonna love this if you guys are still listening. I'm gonna have an actual trophy made. <laughs> I'm gonna have an actual Aaron Hernandez Savage of the Year award trophy made. I don't know what it's gonna look like, but I'm gonna have it's it made. made in his likeness. Yeah. Or is it just a bunch of bars? I don't know. You know the wall painting he's wearing the jacket? Yeah. I don't know. It's a good question. I'll have some fun with that. But it's a great question. I'm excited to hear what Joe has to say. I'm sure he'd probably say um, that Joe Morse is the greatest <laughs> running back of all time. Fran will be like, did you see that Eli scramble <laughs> from, yeah. from 2006? Yeah. Eli, had- <laughs> Eli is the greatest running back of all time. And we lose a hundred dollars. Now, now let me oh. ask you this: yeah. Is is Prano's Prano's Eli thing has to be the biggest homer all time of this show, it's right? It's the savage of the year of takes. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> it's the savage of the year of takes. <laughs> I, for some reason, I'm picturing Prano somewhere in Tahoe, like on stage right now. Like his spider sense. We talked yeah. about Maharas. Yeah. Like he just throws the mic down. Get, get, get me get me on the phone. Yeah. Well, guys, we did it. You filled in nicely as you always do, Todd. Thank you. It's always fun to be on here. And I just want to say, you know, thank you to all the dirt balls for supporting me on um all my endeavors. We've got some big things coming up in the future and I'm excited to, to to share them all with you. So uh thanks for staying with me. And guys, he's got a podcast out now. Yeah, yeah, my you know, it's to, it really with my with my wife it's about wine. If you guys are uh, into wine at all or know someone who is, let them know about it. We're talking about Thanksgiving wines. It's called The Long Finish. You can find it on all wherever you get your podcast, The which, Long Finish, which ironically is not as long as this episode. <laughs> no, it's not even close. This was The Long Finish. These are short episodes, like half hour. Find out where where you can buy wines for the holidays, for Thanksgiving. If you're into learning about wine, check it out. And I'm hoping Open next year for the NFL season. We'll find a way to get the dirty sports umbrella to grow. Oh, it's happening. Yeah, so stay tuned for that. But uh, you can you can check me out on Instagram and Twitter at Tug Coker Andy. This you, was fun. It's always fun. Dude. We went deep today. We two went and, deep. Two and change. Philosophical, covering everything from kickers to sports psychology. I mean, we covered it all today. Guys, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Andy Ruther. You can follow Joe Prano at Joe Prano on Instagram and at Fix Your Life on Twitter. And uh, give us a subscription on YouTube. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Dirty Sports. Uh, I sent out 14 different koozie packages this week. So if you leave an iTunes review, drop your Twitter Instagram handle, and I will get that out as well. Okay. 
it's time for uh, me to load this. It's time for you to get back to the kids. I'm sorry. No, don't do it. Dirtballs, have a great week. And most importantly, as always, never forget, stay dirty.